yes, welcome to another episode of the Inside Out Podcast. I'm your host, Linton Felix, and he is Mike Allman. What's going on, bro? Chilling, chilling, aka Uncle Mike. I think I'm gonna start using that. I'm gonna start going, with Uncle. Yeah, Mike. it's it's catching on. It's catching on. The streets watching. The streets yeah. watching. Yeah. You know, today's episode is gonna be fun. Let's let's put it that way. We got some fellas in the house. Let's start bringing them in. First up is my man Fresco of Brothers Clothing. What up, Fresco? What up? What up, man? Glad to be back. All right. And also coming to this to this show, can I say one of my best friends since day one, high school, 1990 at the bus stop, classical high school. <laughs> I said to this man, how much for the bus? He said 75 cents. And we've been friends ever since. Give it up for my man, Calvin Addison, a.k.a. Calvin, I hate Cam. You and I. <laughs> Thank you, brothers. Thank you for having me. Obviously, I'm joking about the whole I hate Cam thing. You know, I respect him as a man, as an individual. Basically, I'm just here to bring the hate. Okay. Uh, glad to be with you guys today. Thank you for having me. Appreciate y'all. Lint, you know I love you like a brother from another, so thank you for having me, my brother. Definite. You know I had to, and I had to. So, you know, normally we do some nice informational shows. We give some nice topics, bring some seriousness and information to the folks out there. There's more to the black man than just talking sports and talking BS. But today is yeah. one of them days where all we're going to do is talk some BS. We're going to talk some <laughs> sports, but we're going to talk some other things, too. Right. Um, we're supposed to have uh, two more guests. One of them, my man, Mike, he couldn't make it. He's a basketball coach, so he got a game, an AAU game this weekend. It got rescheduled, so he won't be able to make it. And we're waiting on DC to Misfit. He will, he'll probably jump in a little later on. But since we're here, you know what I'm saying, let's just get it started off, off the top. First topic I want to get into and in the world of sports and what's going on around us. It, it's nothing um, to do. We're not going to jump into cam yet, but I wanted to talk about the whole COVID situation. <clears throat> it seems like the NBA is having the, the most issues with it. Football, they have a mandate. You can get vaccinated, but you, you, you don't have to be vaccinated, but you have different um, rules and regulations where you can't Go certain places, you have to be tested a couple times a week or something like that. But if you're vaccinated, you don't have the same regulations. But in basketball, everybody has to be vaccinated. So there's no ifs, ands, or buts. You can't mm-hmm. play unless you get vaccinated. And what's causing the issues is in New York and not and Oakland in the Bay. Yeah. And now LA, they just because because of these are like state and city statewide rules where anybody participating in any event in an indoor arena, they have to be vaccinated. And that's causing problems with uh, Kyrie Irving, more so. Um, Andrew Wiggins was one of the other people, but he he recently got vaccinated yeah. and whatnot. So I wanted to get your opinion. Like, What is your thoughts on, you know, not just the mandate. Let's say, yeah, let's say the mandate and then also – the response from some of the players. Uh, let's start with with, with uh, Cal. You you go first, bro. I I don't mean to get on a deer trap or anything like that, but my I got two words, three words: acting brand new. Everybody's acting brand new about this whole COVID situation Steward. now. All of us, yeah, acting brand new. That's three classical <laughs> number one. So. Um, Everybody in America, if you've gone to a school in America, you've been vaccinated. Measles, mumps, rubella, Mm -hmm. uh, polio, uh, tuberculosis most times. So um, 
if we've all been vaccinated multiple times over the course of our lives, if you've ever traveled outside of the United States and gone into Europe and different parts of the world, you've been vaccinated. In 1989, when my family took a trip to Europe and Liberia, I had to get a malaria vaccine. If you're in the military, you take at least 17 vaccines. Um, If you're in the medical field, uh, you have to get vaccinated against tuberculosis and things like that. So you hear about all these things. Oh, the nurses are losing their job. And most respect to the nurses and our frontline workers. But you never hear about no doctors losing their job because you have to get vaccinated depending on the field that you're in. If we're all in the office, it's one thing. But if you're in professional sports, you're breathing on each other. You're sweating on each other. You're spitting on each other. You're literally exchanging bodily fluids on every play. Uh, and now my boy is a is a Cowboys fan. I'm gonna just end my little dear tribe with this. My boy is a Cowboys fan, so he looks into all the money that Jerry Jones makes. So Jerry Jones also makes money on uh, um, uh, concessions. Yep. So think about it like this. So you talked about the Warriors, the Nets, and the Knicks. Those are like you said, city mandates in the Bay, San Francisco, New York. Yep. You have to be mandate. You have to be vaccinated to play. Look at it from my owner's perspective. If a if a if a breakout happens on my team and you're not vaccinated, you got to be away 14 days. That means that I can't host a game in my city. That's at least five million dollars if you consider concessions, if you consider sales, T-shirts, beer, what have you. Am I, as an owner, willing to lose five million dollars over three games a week because your dumbass don't want to get vaccinated? Hell no. That's what fifteen million dollars a week because you don't want to take a jab. But when you get injured, you believe in that science for your knee injury, though. That's my problem with Kyrie. Besides him being a flat earther, he don't believe in the science in vaccines, but he believes in the science and them knee surgeries he had when he was with the Celtics, though. So, and, and athletes are taking needles for pain injections. They're taking needles for steroids. So miss me on that. I'm afraid of them vaccine nonsense. <clears throat> I'm gonna let you have to speak. <laughs> Go ahead, Fresco. I know, I know. I can see by the way you thumb in your chin, you got some good stuff to say. Oh, honestly, no. Nah, it's like for the most part, I'm 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 not an NBA player, so I don't. And I work for myself, so I don't have to do anything that I don't want to do. I feel you. But it's like when you put under that type of scrutiny and that type of pressure. Um, in, in any professional league, you know, you just you just got to kind of look at it. At the end of the day, do you you know respect your belief and your morals? Yep. More than you respect their rules and their standards. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So it's like it's it's a tough pill to swallow. And I I mean, like me, like I said, I'm just kind of stuck in the middle about it because I feel like you know it's your body. You do what you want to do with it. If you want to get vaccinated, you want to go get second opinions with other doctors, you should have that right. But with the whole mandate and, you know, it's kind of hard. But um, like with Kyrie, he's a weird one. But um, (laughs) I do I do respect um, that he always stands behind what he says, like regardless of, you know, who says what, how much money is involved, like if. You know, you don't want to get vaccinated. He's standing behind that and he's going to push the agenda on his part to try to make some type of change. But at the end of the day, when you win that field of work, you know, 
Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's livelihood over you know over nothing. So it's like you know, just just kind of you know, hey, just take just take that L and just in my eyes, it's an L. Take that L, man, and just move on. Do what you got to do, man, because I mean, it's hard. It's hard, and that's why I kind of. I'm glad I took the ride I took for myself because mm-hmm. I would hate to be in a situation with how I feel about, you know, the whole COVID situation um, and my beliefs and thoughts behind it. I would hate for somebody to be like, hey, you don't go get this shot. You know, mm-hmm. you up out the door. I'd be kind of, I'd be, I'd be livid. You know what I'm saying? And I, you know, that's a hard, that's a hard place to be in. For anybody, especially people with kids and family who they got to take care of. Mm-hmm. So it's like. And I think it's a bigger issue because it, it comes down to it's more than sports at that point. Because yeah. even though Kyrie isn't vaccinated, there's about 95% of the NBA players are vaccinated. And nobody's talking about that. It's really just they said it was like 10 players. And now with Andrew Wiggins, it was like nine players. Now. So Kyrie's just the, the biggest star. Mm-hmm. Right, it's the other people you don't know about. They're just like they might be bench players or guys who are just waiting to see because they can even though, even even LeBron got vaccinated. Yeah, that, that's how vaccinated. much you know. It, even LeBron got vaccinated. Yeah, and 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 the thing is, I think it's like what my biggest um, issue right now is not the vaccine. Like we've all taken vaccines. We've, we've taken mumps, rubella. Um, HPV, all that stuff. Like I've I've taken the flu shot. I've just taken last year because as you get older, you got the H, not HPV. What is that? HPV, um, like the shingle shot, because you have to yeah. take that as you get older. Because I had measles when I was younger, so they say if you had measles, you got to take this um, shingle shot. Mm-hmm. So shingles those- is for shingles is for chickenpox. Chickenpox, my so, bad. Yeah, uh, chickenpox. Chicken yeah, yeah. So even though most of us have had uh, chicken pox as kids, I know I had it as a kid before, like the vaccine really rolled out. But as yeah. you get older, uh, they recommend people over the age of fifty get the shit because 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 once you have um, chicken pox, you have that vaccine in your body forever. Yeah. So when you get older, you get that breakout, and then for some reason, it's called shingles. So I know a lot of old people get breakout with shingles. So that's what that. I see the vaccine on uh, commercial on TV all the time, but yeah, uh, shingles is for uh, chicken pox. But yeah, go on. All right. So it's like we have all these things to take, and I think it's becoming more politicized. It's not like, like when everybody says I got to do my research. Like, I mean, it, we've been in this quarantine for over two years. Like, yeah. how much more research can you do without being getting a freaking medical license? So it's like it's almost like okay, to me, it's kind of grandstanding. Just say you don't want to take it, but by saying I got to do research to figure out. I know the side effects. I, I went to the website. If you're on Instagram, every time somebody mentions the word COVID in their in their um their, their they put um, that little tab on the bottom. Yeah, they put the tab for you to click yeah. here to find out mm-hmm. more information. So to all about, and I guess people say, well, you know, as black people, we don't trust the government, but there's white people who don't trust it either. And I guess it's because on the mindset, the vaccine happened so quickly that people feel like it was rushed. But it was like. Now, if the whole world is working on a vaccine and all the smartest minds are working on it, yeah, there's a greater chance of it coming out early and having quicker advances. But for these players, I'm like, I know they say there's side effects. I took the shot, and I'm not speaking for everybody. I really didn't have nothing much more than some pain in my sh- my arm where the shot was, and maybe a little tired for a couple hours. That was it, and that was like three, four months ago. 
So I know people are saying, well, I don't know what's going to happen in 10 years if I take this. I'm like, I mean, you eat Burger King, you eat McDonald's, you, you eat some chicken wings from the, from the chicken wing spot. You don't know where the hell they're getting their product from. And you eat those all the time. So don't, so, so I don't understand what this whole, I, I want to know what's going in my body. Yeah. So, and and like, if you get weed from the weed, man, you ain't asking them what's in it. <laughs> yeah. That is true. Like you ain't I asking mean, no bootleggers for ID. Yeah, that's so, true. So that's what I'm saying. So Mike, what you, what you think? Like, I know Kyrie's like the, the big name that's, that's being talked about, but just in general, the whole stance, what's your opinion? I mean, it's kind of a double-edged sword. You you can't knock for somebody for watching out for their own health, but yeah. at mm-hmm. the same time, when you're in that profession, you kind of, you know, you're obligated to certain things. Yeah, it's a team sport. If we're trying to meet this one goal, we can't have you playing part time. You know what I'm saying? So it it can go either way, but and it's I, the, the part time thing. What do you think about the part time thing? Like, I if you, I mean, if your pocket can handle it. I don't understand it because you're just missing more money, actually. Yeah. Because they make money by minutes and seconds. Yeah. So it's like he can't play in any games against Golden State Warriors. He can't play against any Lakers games or any New York Knicks games. And then all the – No home games. Basically no home games. So it's like – I think there will be times where he'll have to, like, routinely quarantine. So he'll miss stuff anyway. Yeah, just as a precaution, and I just I'm like, yeah, because he can't he, he can't play? just be out and willy dilly. He still has to maintain some because you get tested. I think you just don't get tested as much if yeah. you're a player. If you're vaccinated, you don't you don't get tested as much. But since he's not vaccinated, he'd be tested like a couple times a week to make sure he still isn't. So like playing home games, it's like okay, playing away games. Excuse me, he plays an away game. Like what is what does that mean? Like Unless, like, what does that, how does that affect the team? Like, the whole season is all games. So, if you're only there for the home game, for the away games, like, the play, like, what's the point? Because imagine, the playoffs, imagine playoffs. Yeah, the, that, the playoffs, you, you don't, you don't matter. And you got, and you, and you, uh, and you got home uh, field advantage. Yeah. <laughs> Every, you give up I mean, that advantage already. So, it's like, yeah, the Nets are, are, are destined to have home court advantage. So, it's like four out of seven games, you're not going to be there. So what is the point of having you? Might, we might as well not have you because, we're like, we're gonna the road games. We, you're gonna be there for three road games. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And what if we lose on the road and now we got to go back home? Yeah, and you're not there. So we, 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 we're shooting ourselves. We might as well develop somebody else. Yeah. And I know that they've been mm-hmm. talking about trading him, but his threat is he's going retirement. To retire. Yeah. Like, what would you? What would your thoughts be of Kyrie? Like, yo, if if that's if that's what happens, if you do that. It go back I to what I said. I said he's been waiting on the excuse to do that. It's this mm-hmm. he's standing behind his morals. Like he like, look, I ain't taking that shot. It ain't about no money for him. He stand behind what he said. And at the end of the day, I kind of respect it, you know, to a degree. Oh, I respect it. I respect yeah. like, yo, you have the freedom to do that and you have to, to make that stance. But to me, it's like there's a lot of things like this shot. I don't want to I don't want to put words in anybody's mouth and feel like I can talk for them and I don't, I don't really like to politicize my beliefs and all that stuff. That's my beliefs. But I like the vaccine. It's like, we get the flu vaccine every year and Kyrie's a U.S. born. So that means from the time he was born, he's gotten over a dozen shots in his lifetime. And if those shots haven't affected you in your lifetime, what, what makes you think that this one, that 
they've 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 had all the testing for it. Everybody's had their eyes on it, paying attention. What makes you think that this one is going to make you a zombie? Like, here's the here's the thing with Kyrie though, because uh, I listen to a lot of sports radio. So his time with the Celtics, it was mm-hmm. always like he's not in it for the team; he's in it for himself. He he was very selfish, according to sports radio when he was here with the Celtics in Boston. Um, Obviously, I'm in Rhode Island, but still. So his heart, it was never in it. So when he left Boston and went to the Nets, everybody was like, F you, you didn't care anyways, so on and so forth. And Mm -hmm. so when he went to the Nets and then he was out for like a year, it was Mm -hmm. like, this is just typical Kyrie. So it was said that they brought in homeboy Harden from Houston because they expected Kyrie to quit on the team at some point anyways. And so when they got all three of them, now obviously they had injury issues last year. Durant was the last man standing. But Kyrie is just known for not – his heart just isn't in basketball. So at any given moment, Kyrie can quit on a team. I think he's just using this latest COVID thing as his latest – uh, excuse. You know, as you noticed last year, LeBron, anytime a player says it's my personal beliefs, I don't want to get into it. You, that means I'm not vaccinated. <laughs> Ain't no yeah. personal beliefs about it. Either you is or you isn't. Simple as that. Is and so when I read a couple of weeks ago that LeBron got the needle, I'm like, all right, because you know why? The whole team is averaging 35 years old. It's his last time to get a ring. So he's going to be on the court. So if that's your occupation, you're going to get the jab. It is what it is. You know you, you know what has a greater uh, side effect? COVID. Because when you die, you ain't coming back. <laughs> Period, point know. blank. If you put it like that, yes. You, you know what I'm saying? It has a greater side effect. But it's just, uh, yeah. to me, it's, it's an interesting study in freedom of speech and, you know, the workplace. Like, and freedom to, you know, freedom of choice. Like, Kyrie, like, like you said, sometimes it looks like He's just really good at basketball. And it's, for me, when he starts talking about I'm an artist and like that, that lets me believe he might have other thoughts and things that he wants to do, that basketball isn't it for him anymore. Like he can make a lot of money or he's free. I've made enough money in my life that I can just stop playing and go do what I want to do. Especially like you said, he's had how many knee injuries? Mm-hmm. Since how many surgeries? How many times people And not to cut you off, but, and and that's the thing for us as fans, you know, us in our thirties and forties who never made it athletically. He's so gifted athletically. He takes it for granted. It seems, you know what I mean? He makes it look effortless. He, I'm not here to to dump on dude. He's obviously a phenomenal player. I wanted him to stay on the Celtics. You know what I'm saying? I thought he was our chance for another ring, but when he's so gifted at basketball is like he doesn't care anymore and so that's the, the whole thing about well i don't you know what i'm saying it's just he's so let's say fair about the whole thing that's what really hurts is that when you've been struggling your whole life and you went good at things the average professional sports career lasts three years yeah. all across course, just three years this man is so good that people throw him millions of dollars to not care but he's still gonna get that next contract just in case he actually wants to play and I, and I think, yeah, I mean, most of this is, I think with Kyrie, it's our our view of him kind of skews our view of him, in, in essence. Like, yeah. he's given us, 
like when he came out, everybody thought Kyrie was the ultimate baller. Showing him mm-hmm. practicing. And then over the years, it's like some of the decisions when he left LeBron saying that he he didn't want to be under anybody's shadow. It's almost like I didn't get that. So that one for me, I don't know about you, Michael, Corey. That one, you know how I feel about it. You, what, what was your feeling? I never, I never heard this. Like I was like that was a that was a jackass move in my opinion. I'm like that was selfish. You know what I'm saying? Self centered. Mm-hmm. Uh, like bro, like the guy. Like I mean, I don't know what Brian's true intentions was, but he said he just wanted to, you know, you know, help mold him, turn him into an MVP of the league. Yeah, you know, make sure like when he gets to that level, he maintains that level. But he was so self centered at the time, and you know, wrapped around his ego because he knew what he can do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then to, to say stuff like, oh, you know, I never had a guy like that to, you know, hit shots like that on my team. I'm like, but oh, yeah, KD, yeah, yeah. KD right. ain't, did, ain't, did, ain't did nothing for you yet. James Harden ain't did nothing for you yet. The guy who was getting you to your, fi- your first finals appearances had to be hitting shots because you wouldn't get there if he wasn't hitting those shots. You wouldn't have got a ring if he wasn't hitting, hitting shots. Like, and you were injured most of the time, too. So it was yeah. Carrying so he had, to, he had to do a lot without you. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Given you did have a 41-point night, but LeBron also had a 41-point night with you in the finals. So that is true. Like, he was just so wrapped around his ego. And that just blew my mind when he left because I'm like, damn, like, bro, you really could have – you could have got two or three more. Yeah, he could have. I mean, and but the thing is, that the four-year run that they had where they – you were there for that three That was years. tough. That was tough. Yeah, they were there three years. Kyrie was there for three, four years before LeBron came. Yeah. They were always in the lottery. Yeah, they didn't average over twenty five on that. By the way, year one they go to the finals. Year two finals. So four years in a row you go to the finals, and then and you, you have the to say later on, this man ain't hit no shots. I saw the games. There were plenty of times he hit game winning shots. Plenty. And He's been doing it for a while. They look as like that's the one thing about LeBron. We'll get into that later, but yeah. we'll get down a little. But that that statement. So that's I. That's why I say when he when Kyrie does things like that, people look at those interactions and be like. That's why they call them weird because they're like nobody who loves basketball will get to this point and choose to do this. Mm-hmm. You don't want to say they're mindless and I'm just going to take a vaccine I don't know anything about. But we've had almost two years. The, the vaccine has been how Cal? It's been about a year now, almost a year that the vaccine. Yeah, it's been, been about a year. Um, was- yeah, and to my credit, you know, like you said, it's been made politicized. Me personally. I, I was against it at first. You know, some people going back on my old Facebook posts and be like, was this you? I'm like, yeah, that was me. I was against it at first for oh, historical that. reasons, the Tuskegee, you know, experiment, things like well, that. Tuskegee, Tuskegee uh, to be clear, Tuskegee wasn't the fact that they were experimenting and giving shots. It's the fact that they were, they told them they were going to treat them. And instead, they were just treating them as lab rats and watching what syphilis, I think it was syphilis, right? Yeah, syphilis. Yeah, it was syphilis. syphilis. They were trying to learn what syphilis does to the body. So they didn't give them any shots. They were all placebos. They really were there to, to see the effects of syphilis. So continue. Yeah, exactly. But that whole, you know, experiment on black people type of mm-hmm. thing, because when they were doing the Tuskegee experiment, they already knew what syphilis did. Syphilis yeah. wasn't new. They were just, you know, experimenting on black pe- black men for the same for the sake of doing it and they also have done experiments on black women um uh, a couple of quick things number one um when you talk about the opioid crisis uh 
COVID exposed a lot of things that's wrong with America and the world. Yeah. One such thing is that black people, in particular black women, get the worst medical care in the entire country. So yeah. Um, yeah, last some of those found out about that. Yeah. Yeah. So some of those experiments, experiments with black women, they weren't giving them painkillers because they feel that black people naturally resist pain for some reason. So when you talk at the opioids crisis, it's white people are getting hooked on these painkillers because black people get such poor treatment in hospitals and with their doctors that uh, we weren't given painkillers. So the people that were given painkillers you know, when they ran out, that's when they switched to heroin. That's why the opioids crisis is affecting white people. When yeah. the crack epidemic yeah. was affecting black people, when Reagan was hustling it into the hood, uh, you, you weren't hearing about, oh, it's a crisis or whatever. It's black people on crack, you know, so yeah. they're just getting treated differently. Um, secondly, um, with COVID experiment, with me personally, um, I didn't trust that it came up so quickly. I didn't trust anything coming out yeah. from the previous administration. I'm just going to say previous administration. Yeah. Um, I don't and believe I in the whole... I think that's, that's what was a, a lot of black folks hang up. It was the administration. Yeah. But I wouldn't even say the COVID, because the COVID um, vaccine, whatever you want to call it, um, what do they call it? Research? I don't think it was yeah. because the other president was in, in the office. I think a lot of people associated him with the vaccine. Correct. But in, Correct. in essence... It was the the separate corporate entities that were doing the work. But continue. So, so with COVID, um, first of all, the first couple of vaccines, they weren't even made or funded in America. The only thing that the previous administration did was place an order for vaccines. They, mm -hmm. we, this country didn't fund any of it. In yeah. fact, with Pfizer, I believe that was entirely funded by the uh, German uh, government. Um, so secondly, COVID itself isn't new. So it's the MR, the RMRA, whatever you call it, and uh, um, mm -hmm. messenger DNA uh, yeah. technology. They've been working on that for about 20 years. Uh, when you go to get your, your, your vaccine or when you go to get tested, it says SARS-2. Yep. So, yep. so this is just a variation of SARS, mm -hmm. which was bird flu and swine flu. Mm -hmm. So this is just a new variation of an old disease. Yeah. So. I don't believe in the whole do your research thing because ain't none of us working in the lab. That's ain't none I, of us doing, doing yeah, you know what I'm saying? But the limited research that we can do is just reading articles, uh, reading things that don't uh, cater to your own point of view and, you know, uh, improve your cognitive dissonance, I guess mm -hmm. you could say. You yeah. know, you only read stuff that you believe in as opposed yeah. to reading something objective that will change your mind. Mm -hmm. If you read stuff that, that's objective and will change your mind, you'd be like, all right, they've actually been working on this stuff for a couple of decades. They've seen this before just a few years ago with swine flu and bird flu. That's why it's called SARS-CoV-2. Um, so all the doctors and scientists all over the world are telling you that this is a real disease and these vaccines are working. Yeah. And all the people that are in the hospital right now are unvaccinated. On a personal note, what did it for me? is, you know, I lost a, a relative back in April. And uh, first of all, I had several uh, family members that lost their lives to COVID, rest in mm -hmm. peace. And then, you know, not to speak on personal issues, but my siblings caught it. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? That's what changed my mind for me. I, I talked to my doctor and I talked to my siblings. 
And when that happened, that's when I got vaccinated. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. So it was multiple conversations. Even my doctor told me because of my health issues, I'll tell you, I'm diabetic. I'm not shy about it. So he, my doctor would be like, why don't you wait a little bit? Let's see how this plays out. Everything is brand new for everybody. Yeah. Uh, and I trust my doctor. He's been really good to me. Um, so that's when I made the personal decision to go and get vaccinated. It's not from social media. It's not from who's in the White House. It's speaking to somebody who knows about my medical history, my doctor. And that's what I encourage people to do. So if you're on my Facebook, I stop preaching about the vaccines. Every now and then I'll mock people who are anti-vaccine. I won't lie. But talk to your doctor. <laughs> Do what's best for your medical history and your family. Don't listen to social media. Everybody lies. Like the, the people who hustle um, the anti-vaccine the most, they're all vaccinated. You know, the Fox News, you can't be in the building without being vaccinated. No, you can't. Every single politician. Yeah, it's a rule. They mm -hmm. actually fired a bunch of people who lied about their vaccination status. This is Fox News. Mm -hmm. Every single politician is fully vaccinated. Every person is fully vaccinated. So I, I read a meme that said, you know how the vaccine works? Because every rich person and politician got it first before the poor people, before the brown people. So when all these people are talking about, oh, they're letting Haitians into the country, they're letting people into the country, they're bringing in COVID. Oh, you don't care about COVID. So why do you care who's coming in the country, whether or not they got COVID or not? That's Either true. you care or you don't. And that's, that's my thing. Like with Kyrie and all of them, when they're saying, Oh, I got to do research. I was like, the first set of people to get it were the rich and all those people. They ran out and got mm -hmm. it. And you didn't hear them complain. So that's why my whole thing with, with Kyrie and Wiggins and all of them was like, listen, sometimes things happen that, you know, we can't, like COVID is not something that any one of us figured we'd ever experience in our lifetime. We had the bird flu and, the, and all that stuff, but COVID is a different beast. And instead of us leading into like, how can we protect ourselves? It's become more of a I, me, you, we kind of situation. And that's what's being played out with Kyrie and other NBA players. And in the NFL, I don't think, like, Corey, is there any, I don't think we've had any kind of issues with the NFL. No, nah, man, you know, that's like a plantation game. Yeah, and that's true. That, that's true. It's totally different from the NBA. So, mm -hmm. yeah, like, ain't it, man. Say you gonna do say you're not gonna do something, you all right, you off, you gone. Bye. That's true. Simple. But depending on your status, it still depends on your status. Like if you was like a a Brady, like they'll still come at you, but he he's Brady. Like there's only so much you can, you know what I'm saying? But them other 51 dudes, you, you replace, <laughs> replace easy. Say something stupid and watch you watch I take that last game check you just got. Yep. Well, so. now that's a great transition point, talking about NBA and COVID. And let's get into some NFL. So this is a topic. It's not really NFL-related going on right. right now. This is more like Cal and I have had, like, group group chat, you know, that we we, we be on and we, we have this cognitive dissonance, dissonance so to speak, where we kind of just shoot, shoot the shit and we kind of different viewpoints just to try to grasp our mind. My whole situation is with Cam Newton. And mm -hmm. that I'm a Cam Newton lover and I'm a big fan of Cam Newton. I'm a fan of the man because he was a phenomenal talent. And I think his his per personality and what he's done in, 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 in Georgia and Atlanta, it, it can be a good influence as a black man, a young black man to other young black men from the areas he came from. My, I use him more of a case study 
or what Corey talked about, the plantation mindset or the, the way it operates in football. That my 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 thesis statement is Cam Newton was never going to be the the anything in New England. He was supposed he was just there because there was no one else. And let's get the black quarterback and just use him. And if he fails, we just say, hey, Cam wasn't that good. We got to do better, right? Because yeah. last when Cam played, he started off in Seattle. He threw for he had some big numbers in those first three games. They could have easily been what is it two and one? I think they were one and three because yeah. they were like last minute stuff. Yeah, he put yeah. up he put up starter numbers. Right, but then everybody like right now, Mac Jones comes in. And Cam got the money to to be the starter in the, in the preseason. He started some games. He did like most starters. He might get one series and sit down. Then at the end, when they let go of him, and everybody says, you know, Mac got it better. In my head, it was like, no, Cam was never supposed to be the starter. He was Jones. there until they figured Mac Jones was ready. And if they felt he's ready, then Cam, your car- your contract wasn't guaranteed. So my thing is the whole NFL mantra and the whole way it's set up is. Each player, you're just a cog, and you can be you can just be used and thrown away. But if you do the same thing to the team, you're seen as disloyal and you're seen as a greedy player. But the team, in essence, signed this man, had his hopes up, and then said the last minute, we don't need you. But everybody applauds that as, hey, they made the right move. But if a player says, nah, I don't want to play here no more, we, we look at them and say, you signed a contract, the same contract that the team can turn, turn around and say it's voided. Then very next year you signed a deal, right? So my my point of view is like, do you see Cam as some sort of the as a, a representation of what's wrong with the NFL as far as player personnel interaction with the coaching and management? Where like Corey said, it's like a plantation. You know what I'm saying? You're not slaves in the essence. You're getting paid, but you're you're disposable. What you think, Corey? Yeah, it's definitely that. Um, like, and f- with Cam, like you said, he was never going to. He he was he was never in the long run mm-hmm. for the for the Patriots. Like we, like I kind of knew that off rip because he was talking about how, yeah, they said Cam was day one. You know, mm-hmm. you know, at at the camps, you know, you know, running with the first string, then second string come in, and but what they don't tell you is that okay. When Matt was doing second string, they'll let Matt play with the first string when they come back for the third run. So it was like he was getting more reps on the field yep. in um in, uh, in, in camp than Cam was. Mm-hmm. So with little little nuances like that, that's how you know what what their whole objective is really. Like, yeah, we're gonna we gonna put you here, but we 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 got our eye on Matt. This is who we want our starter to be. And they knew that the whole time. And like we've seen it done with like Let's go back to the Vic situation. Yep. Okay. He wasn't even physically there, but it was on his property. So mm-hmm. I get that. But we got people like Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, what's another guy that got put on some rape charges? You know what There's I'm saying? Numerous people in it's, the it's, it's numerous Who's that white, white quarterbacks that got charged with different things more egregious than what Vic didn't even do. He was just a part of or associated with. Yeah. And then, you know what I'm saying? He get expelled. Like he did he did get a chance to redeem himself. Yep. Uh you know. Well, did we lose Corey? We lost him for a little bit. I think he, 
think it froze. Yeah. Done. It was done oh. in a way that the other guys, they didn't have to go through that. Ben Roethlisberger didn't have to go through that. He still played. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, them other guys, they still played. Nothing changed. We have to go through certain obstacles in the NFL, especially when you're black, even even for a coach, you got to go through certain obstacles. You know what I'm saying? Just to prove that we're worthy, you know what I'm saying? Mentally, physically, you know what I'm saying? And and every aspect of the game that we can that we should that we belong and we need to be treated equal. Mm-hmm. But you know, all all these years it still hasn't happened. It's 2021. And I, and I know the argument can be made that they say 70% of the league is, black. is in football and 80, 90% in NBA is black yeah. and whatnot. But I'm like, okay, my, my mindset is, okay, the league may be black, predominantly black, but it's only in the, in the, the doing position. Like, yeah. any, so in the, in the, you're the player, you're, you're running back, blah, 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 all the physical aspects, but the, yeah. the number one position as quarterback is the one place where there is no there is the majority is different. Like how is that possible? Like in my head, I always find that funny. Like, so you're telling me every other position, someone of a color can be dominant in, but in quarterback, for some reason, we just don't like we just can't break that. They up. just they we feel like mentally we can't we're not capable of thinking logically. Yeah, or discipline as a quarterback. You know what I'm saying cerebrally to you know be in that position. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, it, like, they feel like, oh, yeah, give him the ball, he'll take off. But they don't think we have the mindset to sit there and be like, okay, read this defense, read this zone. Okay, mm-hmm. we're going to do this flats. Okay, we're going to do an audible on this. Hey, 52 red, go over there. You know what I'm saying? Like, they don't think we can do none of this stuff. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like Cam was one of those guys who could do it. And he and did it on a high. He's a winner. Like, he's been winning since high school. He won in college. He went to the Super Bowl. Like, the guy's a proven winner. But you you rather you rather put the Patriots' uh, future or the next couple years in the rookie's hands thinking he's going to – like, don't get me wrong. Matt Jones can – you know, anybody, any guy who's throwing the ball in the league deserves his position because he proved, like, out of all these people in yep. the world, you're here. There's nothing Matt can do, Cam can't do if Cam can't do it better. I just feel like, you know what I mean? That's just me. Can I go? I know. Can I go? You could have been with This was the crux of our argument. This is the crux of our argument. He's, he's, before he goes, Calvin is literally, he's basing it on what he's seen because he's went through a couple of the the Patriots practices and whatnot. Oh, okay. What he's seen. My retort to him, I'll, I'll 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 give afterwards. Me and Micah can go, but I'll let Cal explain <laughs> his his thinking. Go ahead, Cal, because I know it's gonna be good. I'm like, go ahead, nigga. Say I, it. I, I was <laughs> patiently waiting. So so first of all, as a as a black person in America, we're always held to a higher standard, regardless of the field expertise, uh, the the career. It's always different. It's never, and, it, and it's especially true in professional sports. With the whole contract thing, the NFL Players Union is the weakest union in American sports. (laughs) Kirk Cousins is the only one that got a guaranteed contract. Why? Because his agent is the only one that asked for it. Right, but Uh, quickly, Calvin, before you go, why, why, why do you think that their 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 um their their union is so weak? Because in my my mind, 
the top earners are quarterbacks, which are predominantly white. Yeah. So when it's time to strike, well, the only way the only way it can work is if they strike as well. But they don't need to strike because they're making forty million a year. So so you're not gonna mm. you're not gonna jump on board with that to get right. contracts made a thing. But continue. As far, but 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 just to finish that up that point, I believe because we just lost Stefan Gilmore a couple of days ago. Yep. I believe that NFL contract should be three years because mm-hmm. I don't believe in this whole, oh, I outplayed my contract because what's going to happen is the new guy is always going to get paid more. So what the Patriots did for Stefan Gilmore last year is they, they flexed his contract and gave him more money last year, but then he ended up getting hurt and got a quad injury and then went out. And so he's trying to come back this year and be like, well, I still deserve to make more money. And the, the best ability in sports is availability. availability. No, if you're not on the field, if you're not on the court, you're no good to the franchise. Um, so, but that's on contracts. Um, what you said about black quarterbacks is absolutely true. That's my beef with Lamar Jackson, because with black quarterbacks, they want them coming out of college and running the ball. Scrambling. Whereas the most successful quarterbacks who happen to be white are all pocket quarterbacks. Because if you're running the ball, you're subjecting yourself to more hits. Injury, yeah. Whereas, what's, what, what's Lamar Jackson doing this season? He's throwing the ball. Why? Yeah. Because you can't win a playoff game by running. You got to throw the ball. And yeah. what's he doing yeah. this season is running. What, what Michael Vick did was he could run, but he could also effortlessly, effortlessly throw the ball like 70 yards down the field. Oh, I can attest you know, to that. I, I used to work at the the dome, and he would yeah. come out when it, when I got out of college. He like when I was in college, he would come mm-hmm. out, Corey, and he'd just be standing on like like at the at right. the end zone, just tossing it. And one time, just I just seen the man flick at a wrist. He just turned his body and flicked. And you know, you kept watching something, and you're like, "Oh, wait a minute, he's just throwing the ball." But then you're like, "Wait a minute, he's throwing it to the fifty, and all he's not even putting his body into. It. He's just turning his hips and then releasing." And he had a, somebody out there like catching at the fifty, and I was like, "This man can really throw the ball." But continue, Corey. I mean, Calvin, my bad. And the thing with Mike Vick, you know that Americans like dogs more than they like people. Yeah. So, like you said, it was on his property, but I still believe he wasn't one of one of the ones doing it. But he was; it was on his property, so he was the big fish that they wanted. Exactly. He, he still got redeemed. He played for the. Uh, the Eagles, he played for the Steelers. He still got his little redemption a little bit, but people still mad at him. People still want him dead. Of course. But 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 let's move on to the main event. With Cam, he was he's injured. He was injured. He was injured then. Yeah, he yeah, was yeah. injured now. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, he was an MVP. That was 2015. Yeah, he went to the Super Bowl. But what have you done for me lately? When you get injured, you're limited. So he threw an interception when he was with the Panthers. He went to make the tackle, and that's where he hurt his throwing arm, okay? Mm-hmm. He also hurt his foot. He has multiple injuries on his foot. This season, when he went back to you, uh, L, in Atlanta to go get, you know, a second opinion, that was on a foot injury. Um, the misunderstanding was because when you're away from the team, you have to get, va- you have to get tested daily, which he was doing. Mm-hmm. But – He's not vaccinated, so he still had to be away from the team for five days, and yeah. that's where Matt turned. That's when Matt took over because they were having joint practices with the Eagles that week. So that's when Matt passed him. Secondly, he, so he's injured now on his foot again. He's injured on his throwing arm. So last season, 
You know, I didn't want Cam. I, I tell you, Lynn, I wanted Jameis Winston because the man, threw the man threw 30 interceptions, but he also threw over 30 touchdowns and over 5,000 yards. Yep. So I wanted Jameis Winston or I wanted us to get Jacoby uh, Brissett back. So mm-hmm. it's not like I'm anti-black quarterback. What Was Cam a bridge quarterback? Huh? <laughs> no yeah, absolutely. No kidding. <laughs> um, I mean, Jameis came here and beat us last week, right? Yeah, he did. Um, yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Yeah. So, so for me, and we always knew. I mean, move on from Tom Brady. I knew Tom Brady was gone maybe two years ago mm-hmm. because he's going to leave you at some point, and he's not going to quit. But with Cam, he's not on this team right now because of his ego, because of his aura, and because he's hurt. Do I think he could serve us as a backup quarterback? Absolutely. Absolutely. But what? Yeah. Uh, but what the thing is is number one, he's injured. And number two, he can't throw the ball. He can't throw the football. So last year, when he played in the rain, he was like, oh, it's like throwing a medicine ball. That's what he said on sports radio. It's like the ball's so heavy and wet. I can't. So this was a, a, a goal line stance, and he couldn't throw the ball. You know, it, it, we play in New England in the weather, in the snow, in the rain. If you can't throw in the elements, you can't win. What happened when Tom Brady was here? It rained all night. Matt Jones had better yards and more touchdowns than Tom Brady did. I'm not saying the kid is better than Brady. I'm not high. He had a better game. Had a better game. He had a better game. So Cam already showed us all of last year that he can't play in the elements. I want my team to win. You know what I'm saying? I'm a jersey. I'm I'm a name on the front guy than a name on the back. You know what I'm saying? So Cam just isn't the guy. And and, and the last thing I'll say real quick, I want you guys to, 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 to speak as well. When you look at playoff games and when you look at practices, obviously they're doing vanilla stuff because they're not doing the real offense. They're not doing the real practice. When you go to practice as a fan, they want to put on a show. You know, it's to entertain people. They're not showing you their real practices, their real schemes, things like that. That's when even the media goes out. So Ted Washington, who was a number 52 former linebacker on the Patriots, he made a great observation. He's like, during the games, even though Cam was with the first team, the first stringers, the offensive play call was different. It was max protection and only two wideouts. So you either throw it to A, B, or throw the ball away. When Mac Jones is out there, our offensive coordinator can run the regular offense. That's having your back up, that having your running back, that's having three outs, four outs, that's running, you know, throwing the ball deep. So they couldn't run the regular offense with Cam. It had to be very vanilla. So that's the thing. If you're limited as a quarterback, you're limiting the team. So, you know, we I believe Cam is still very popular with players. Yeah. So we signed him early, you know, this season because guys like him. It's not until you get in the locker room and in practice that you see that your boy can't throw you the ball. He can't get you the ball. That's a problem. You know what I'm saying? So it is what it is. Cam, if it wasn't for his ego, he would still be a backup on this team today. And we need him. You know, we got Brian Hoyer. You trying to tell me Brian Hoyer is better than Cam Newton? He shouldn't be. But he outlasted Cam Newton. And the whole thing about race, mm-mm. Because the Patriots are the only team that even reached out to Cam Newton two yep. years in a row. His old coach is Ron Rivera in Washington. Did he call Cam? No. And his quarterback went down week one. So look at all the teams yeah. that lost quarterbacks in the first two weeks. Ain't none of them called Cam. Not one. 
So it ain't just the Patriots that know that Cam is over. It's everybody in the league knows Cam is over. Okay. What about you, Micah? Um, DC, what are, what, how DC leaving comments? He's supposed to be on the show. I, I digress. Go ahead, Micah. Uh, so <laughs> my thing with the Patriots, it, if you watch football and Cam was never made for that team, even out the he game. wasn't. He wasn't made for that. Like, ever since Brady left, Belichick has been looking for another Brady. You know what I'm saying? He wants that model. He doesn't want anything else. Mm -hmm. So he could be a backup for sure. Now, the the releasing of him was surprising to me. I thought they were just going to put him, you know, in case Matt get hurt or anything like that. But that system just wasn't made for him, you know. But as far as I believe he is a good locker room guy. You know, but at the same time, you got to fit that Patriot way. But, you know, but, but, but here's also, I know what Cam said. I mean, not Cam, what Cal said. And I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. I just want to play devil's advocate. Right. So hear me out, Fresco and Cal. The, the thing I had wasn't the fact to, that um, Cam was a black quarterback was treated. It's the fact that I looked at what they were offering. You know what I'm saying? Like, they weren't – it wasn't like, oh, Cam is getting all the receivers, all these people. He's getting nobody. He, he had no, nobody to, to, to work with him. So to see Mac have all of that now, it's what is disheartening to me. What do you think, Michael? And he has – he has more – is that what you're saying? More, what, control? Yeah, what's the name? Mac has more talent around him right now. But what just to go back year. to Cal's point, it, he the coordinator could open up the system. You know, it's not so much as changing or having more access to the offenses. You can't throw. You know, New England spreads the ball to receivers that you might not know who they are, but they spread it around. Cam can only go to receivers, you know, and I, I saw him playing in high school at West Lake. You know, he wasn't yeah. taught to throw. They told him to use his legs. Oh, uh, for real. Yeah. yeah, they tell I went to a few games at Westlake. Cam was that size in high school. Yeah, same same size. So he he <laughs> would just run. He would just run and take off. Yeah. You know, and you can't blame him for not being able to throw the ball. He wasn't taught that. So, well, I we well, see. Well, I didn't learn. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. They they would that. tell him just take off. Like I saw coaches just say, "You once it break down, just go." Yeah, he no played. He played my school. He played yeah. my high school, and I know for sure. Corey saw I, him. He he would go all through Atlanta. Just and he run. would he would just he would run through Atlanta and just bum rush every team he went against, and it wasn't nothing you could do about it. No one nothing. No, I won no defensive scheme but, you could set up. He was that good. But that's well, that goes back to what I said about black quarterbacks. You you look at college games all day today. The black quarterback they want him to run. Yep. They want Michael Vick to run. They want yep. Lamar Jackson to run. Uh, uh, Roethlisberger, who I call Rapelessberger, stay in the pocket. Just throw the ball 70, 75 yards down. You know what I'm saying? So certain quarterbacks, they want to be pocket passes. And then what happens? They're in the playoffs. They're in the Super Bowl. With the black quarterbacks, we want you to run. You know what? Lamar Jackson can run 100 yards a game. That's impressive. That's great. Is he winning playoff games? No. 
Now, in this season, now, and obviously he's Baltimore, he's my enemy anyway, but at the same time, I want to see the black man succeed, you know what I'm saying? Uh, with, with Tom Brady gone, I know my team is done for a couple of years. You know what I'm saying? I know we was going to have a, a, a couple, I mean, that's just being realistic. When Michael Jordan left, Bulls wasn't, wasn't nothing. So, you know, your teams go through transitions, plateaus, whatever. But again, with black quarterbacks, they want them to run. Other quarterbacks, they want them to stay in the pocket and be protected. Uh -huh. You know what I'm saying? So if Lamar Jackson continues to throw, he's going to win his, you know, second playoff game in his career. You know what I'm saying? So look at, look at Mahomes. Uh, people don't look at Mahomes as black because he's light-skinned. He's team light-skinned. What is he? He's a pocket passer. He isn't marketed as he's a pocket passer. He's not. He's not marketed. No, he's not marketed. He isn't marketed. He's marketed as Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, that's it. And, and let's let's be real, you know. I I love white people, but you know, most of them slow. <laughs> they slow. They can't. They can't run. You know, Brady ran a what five two in the forty? Not even two five. Yeah, it was bad. It was terrible. I, I gave him credit. But you know, seeing him run, that's painful to me. So I would I would never want to see Brady scramble like he. Whatever he runs now, he ran the same when he was twenty. You know what I'm saying? He's faster now. He's faster now. Yep. Faster now. I, I have to see that. You, you've seen it. You just didn't realize. I have. It. <laughs> he looked. He's, he, it looked like he got lead shoes on, bro. Like when he oh, moving, it, but in that pocket, but he got the you quick. He feet. scrambled this past week. He got the it quick. Was painful feet. to look at. I, I feel Corey. It's painful to watch because I, I feel it's like painful. he hurts when he runs. Like he, like, I know this isn't in my job description to run. Right. <laughs> man, man, as a Patriots fan, you, you know my heart like fell to my feet every time Brady took off. It, it was just like, oh Jesus Christ, please don't get hurt. Please just slide. Bro. Just don't take this hit. Like, Cause you know was, the man can't run. It was one, it was one game. I don't know if it was against Atlanta, but he took off. <laughs> and he just tripped up, bro. Like he tripped up on his own feet. And I'm like, I'm looking, wasn't going that fast. And like yeah. he, you know, it wasn't no Tyree Hill. Like he took off, and he just—I was like, damn! Like that just took. I hate to see Tom Brady run, him. bro. It was too yeah, fast. He can't do it. <laughs> that's, that's I'm amazing. a fan, and I'll be the first one to tell you he can't run. Like, but, don't run. Me, don't throw the ball away, bro. But like, that's not all white people. McCaffrey, yeah, that guy got jets on. You know Sam what I'm saying? Arnold, Matt, Matt. Lots of name Jones in New York. Even yeah, of, they got some legs. Yeah, because I think it's changing because. My whole thing, it seems to be backwards. Like like Corey and um, Micah said, when Cam was in high school, his coaches was like, you're the best athlete. You're bigger than everybody. Just run. They would, they were just trying to win games. They weren't mm -hmm. trying to develop him. They weren't trying to develop him, yeah. But in football, it would be ideal if your quarterback can run because now in the past, you didn't have people like Aaron Donald and Jason <laughs> and Paul, Matthew Judon. These dudes are 64 and they are running. And they just they run just as fast as you. Just as fast as wide receivers. So as a quarterback, oh, that's scary. You literally have the snap of the ball yeah. in two seconds to, to get react the before they're on you. So yeah, the way football is going, you should you have, should be able to to, to get up to out the pocket. Yeah, you see the foot because being a pocket quarterback is going to be, you know, what I'm saying is it's going to be dangerous for you to not be able to move your feet. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So. True. So Lamar and them right now, they they're if they just learn to throw, they're ahead of the game because now 
you can throw, you can get away. That's why Patrick Mahomes and Sam Darnold's doing good this year. Yeah, yeah. Even um, dude in L.A. the Chargers. Chargers, uh, yeah. Um, what's his name? What's his name, Cal? Stafford. Yeah. Uh, what's it? Yeah. Matthew Stafford. Not Stafford. Stafford. Um, the Chargers. The Chargers. Uh, oh, Herbert. Herbert. Yeah, yeah, Justin Herbert. Like he can move. Like you mm-hmm. see, like a lot of the younger white quarterbacks, they're not just sitting in the pocket no more. Like they can sit in the pocket, but if it all breaks down. They can get you 10 to 15 yards with not no lumbering Tom Brady's 10 to 15 or Ben mm-hmm. Roethlisberger. They're like, they can go all the way. Like, you know what I'm saying? Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones, yeah. He tripped over himself. Running so fast. So I'm thinking the, the, the mindset that they have, like, <laughs> let's just have the black quarterback run because, hey, it's easy and they can do it and it'll be unfair. But you said, you're right, yeah. Cal. In order to win the game, you have to be balanced. You can run the ball, but you also have to have the fear of, you throwing the ball because they know you're going to run all the time. You're going to be like Cam, where they're just going to let you run and you're going to take these hits and you're going to give you're going to give them the warrior in Cam Newton early on in his career, taking on five six people, getting hit like he was a a, a running back and he's a quarterback. Mm-hmm. But now, as, if you, as you were seeing in the games last season, yeah, the, they picked up that Cam wasn't making quick reads. It wasn't getting rid of the ball. You and me have had these discussions <laughs> where as soon as he snaps the ball, he only looks to the left. If it's mm-hmm. not there, he's getting hit. So with guys like Aaron Donald, guys like J.J. Watt, they were doing what you call stacking the box. When you're putting seven guys on the line because you know Cam can't throw the ball and he can't make quick decisions. So mm-hmm. not comparing him to Brady, but they played at the same time. So let's compare him to Brady. When the Texans came to town, which we're playing the Texans this week, J.J. Watt, he couldn't block the ball on Brady. Brady got rid of the ball too quick. J.J. Mm-hmm. Watt couldn't sack Brady. He got rid of the ball too quick. What happened last year, J.J. Watt in one game blocked the ball at the line of scrimmage three times in one game because Cam only looked to the left, and by the time he got rid of the ball, J.J. Watt was on him with his super huge hamburger helper, helper uh, hands and whatnot. <laughs> So, you know, and that's just it. So when you know what you're going to do before you do it, that's, that's, that's pro sports. You know what I'm saying? That's the game of football. So if you're one-dimensional, like you said, you know, then everybody knows how to play you. Now, these new guys like Justin Herbert, Daniel Jones, you know, like you said, those are white boys that can run too. But Justin Herbert, he's throwing three touchdowns every game. You know, so he's not just he. You got to prepare for the legs, but you got to prepare for the arm too. So, because homeboy can throw, and we all know getting back to the black quarterback, how did he get his shot? Because Tyrod Taylor took a needle for pain right before kickoff, and they punctured his lung. And so, as the ball was kicked off in the air, hey kid, you got to go in. Herbert wasn't ready to play, but he mm-hmm. balled out, and now everybody respects him. And poor Tyrod Taylor, you know, played the good soldier, and he moved on. But that was his shot with the Chargers. But when I say shot, you know, coincidentally, because it was a shot that ended his career with the Chargers because the team doctor punctured his lung when he was giving him a pain injection, you know, and then he went his own way. But, yeah, and and to Tyrod Taylor's credit, he ended up getting a new job, right? So, but anyways, yeah, new quarterbacks, you you got to be, you know, multidimensional, like you said, mm-hmm. Lynn. But also, you got to throw. You ain't winning in the playoffs running. Oh, you yeah, know, Vic, Vic ain't winning the playoffs running. But he can throw the ball 70 miles, uh, in the 70 yards downfield without effort, you know, but unfortunately, he didn't get that chance, 
You know, he had a couple of years taken away from him. Um, but with Cam, at the end of the day, the man's just injured. Like you said, he was never developed to be a pocket passer. You're the biggest guy on the field, just run. Even at Auburn, he won the world, he won a national championship running, you know, but it's a passing lead. You know, you gotta be able to throw the ball. And was I mad that we signed Cam? Yeah, because I knew what he was gonna be. And did I root for him? Yeah, because he was a quarterback of my team and I wanted us to win. So like you said, those first few games, he was balling out, but mm -hmm. then it fell off. What happened? Fall came, the weather got cold. It started <laughs> raining. Don't, I don't wanna hear about him getting COVID because he was asymptomatic. He had no symptoms. So it didn't affect him. The man simply can't play no more. He's injured. That's it. Okay. I'll he's not that. a bad guy. His, his hair sucks, but he's not a bad guy. Oh, his hair is flawless, man. Don't don't hate on the hair, bro. Like, there's yeah, like, out there. Like, like Corey, show him right now. You see what Corey doing right there? It's he, a bad he that cold me, growing up. He there's there's women right now watching the podcast mad at Corey right now because he's <laughs> like, Mike, you see how he's my hang time right there? That hang time on the shoulders right they now. Ask, they asking him where he going. Yeah, yeah. There you go. He, we call that man Andre Four Thousand right there. Uh, y'all crazy man. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'll give you that. It was a great conversation. I love that conversation. I've been telling you, Cal. I, I wanted you on here for that conversation because I honestly agree with you. But I just wanted to play devil's advocate. That's all. <laughs> I know. Somebody got to do it. Somebody got to do it, right, Corey? Yeah, like, you know, somebody, got, hey, so, hey, somebody got to be Skip. Somebody got to be Shannon. Well, I, um, you can, you can be Shannon. Skip. No, you be I Skip. You can be Skip. Don't nobody want to be Skip. On that note, we're going to get to Micah's favorite topic. We're talking NBA. Oh, so, that's my topic. I love, I love yes. basketball, bro. So you know what the major, major thing right now that's going on is your boy, Ben Simmons. Not... Four years left on his deal. Ain't my boy, but go ahead. Your boy, Ben Simmons. You I know who ben sent him there, right? What's that? Just saying, you know who sent Ben Simmons into all this, right? Who's that? Go ahead. You know. Oh, oh man. yeah. I'm just he saying. He got in trouble for the Hawks, man. ATL, man. Oh, ATL. We put him in trouble. They got him in trouble. But he did it to but, himself. He did it to himself, technically. But, yeah. but his whole situation, Michael, we'll let you lead off the thought on this. Him deciding that he doesn't want to play there anymore, and he's out. He's sitting out, and he wants to be traded. What's your whole take on that? I think, honestly, I just think Ben's hurt. I think how Doc emotionally and, or physically, uh, <laughs> both. I'd say, yeah, I'd say probably might a little be bit both at this point. Might this be point. both, but, bro. I was thinking the same thing. Yeah, what is how he hurt physically? Because I don't remember them saying anything about no injuries. Uh, I, I mean. So, it's I, I just felt like it was more to it. I'm like, bro, yeah, it ain't it, it ain't just it ain't just you don't want to be it. Oh, oh, they 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 oh the team said some mean stuff about mm -hmm. you. Oh, I'm ready to go. It's it's something else to yeah. it, bro. You get paid millions, and you talking about some people hurting your feelings. Like, bro, you're a grown man. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, if if they talking about oh, you know, I don't. You, well, what Doc Rivers was saying in the in the press conference. And you know what Embiid was saying in the press conference. I'm like, at the end of the day, he got a man up, take it as constructive criticism, mm -hmm. work on your game, come back next year ready to go. Like, cause everybody saw what you did in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. You left a lot of wide open shots open because you're scared to take them. You're scared to get fouled because you don't want to take free throws. So it's like you were a detriment to your team when they when they needed you and you're physically capable 
of doing all this. You're in the NBA. You need to know how to shoot. Yeah. And it's like, it's it, 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 uh, just now I thought about Cam. Like, I feel like Ben was never told to shoot. Yeah. Or the proper way to shoot. You know, he just used his size throughout his whole career. Yep. Push the but pace. I mean, as far as I think he should stay with the team. I mean, think bigger picture. You know, they were a force when healthy, but I mean, I just think he doesn't want to be there anymore after how Doc Rivers said, I don't know how, you know, how I don't know if he's a, I can win with him. You know, as a player, that's probably hard to hear. And so so there is validity. So I can understand, like, we can all say because that's been a knock on Ben. Right. He's he's not mentally tough in our ideals. But you have other people who say Ben is the type of dude, like, if you piss him off and he has his he has his standards. He's so going the same way we're going to applaud Kyrie yeah. for standing up for himself and sticking to his guns. In essence, Ben is doing the same things. It's like, yeah, I know I messed up. That was That's where I'm at with it. Like, he messed up and he's terrible. But if you're the coach and you're the best player, you don't go say that yeah. Yeah. to the public. Like, you come to me afterwards. You say, hey, we messed yeah. up. We didn't play that well. Yeah. We missed shots. We didn't take shots, blah, blah, blah. But we all didn't play that well because Joel Embiid had – eight turnovers in that game Oh yeah, as well. So for him to go out and say the the, the point when we didn't, we had an open dunk and we got one foul shot out of it. That was kind of like low. That was a shot. Yeah. That was a shot. That was was a shot. shot. So if you say that to the man and he's like, yeah, I know I didn't play well, but if you're going to go say that, then in his mind, well, obviously you can do better. You don't need me then. If I can't do all these things, why do you need me? Mm. And that's why I'm like the whole reverse psychology of it. They all were like, Oh, Ben isn't this, but now you're like, you want Ben to be all like take it personal and come back and be better and prove us wrong when his personality type is if you insult him or yes. if you piss him off in the wrong way, he's done with you. Because I know plenty of people like that. Oh yeah. So it's not like that. what's that? The thing is too though, the thing is too is coachability. So if a coach can't reach you then sometimes they'll leak some dumb stuff in the media to try to get at you. Some mm-hmm. coaches can get away with that. Popovich can get away with it. You know, Phil Jackson can get away with it. Not all coaches get away, can get away with it. You know what I'm saying? And so you try to reach players as best you can. You know, and no matter how big you are, you still got to be coachable. Otherwise, mm-hmm. you break up a team. You know, with for, for, for me, with Ben Simmons, I don't understand how he got that much money if he's afraid to shoot. I mean, was Shaq terrible at the line? Yeah, but Shaq was great everywhere else. You know what I mean? Like, like a lot of these players, the average free uh, shooting percentage is in the forties. You know, not even in the fifty percent. But when it comes down to it, they make clutch shots, and they could do that. Like you guys said, Ben Simmons, he's afraid to shoot. He's afraid to make free throws. This, that, and the other. How are you making twenty-five, thirty million dollars a year if you can't play? So, and, and all of these guys are divas. They've been, you know, getting their asses kissed since high school. And so you come to that level, you're already a diva. You're still a diva. But at the end of the day, you still got to be able to put up numbers. That's, but that's what the sport is. Kyrie, as crazy as he is, he can effortlessly put up 35 points again. But you don't play he, no he, you know, I think he's an idiot and he believes the world is flat. He's still a baller. You know, he's way better than Ben Simmons. So you could put up with some of their nonsense if they can play. We struck a nerve. Yeah, you saw he sit back, right? You saw he sit back, right? But am I wrong? Uh huh. 
You wrong. Uh-huh. School me, brother. School me. First of because, all. Because because is, is he not sitting out, put, uh, putting up a temper tantrum, saying I'm not playing, and now he's saying how much money they're taking out of his check, and now he's reconsidering, isn't he? I guarantee you come opening day, he's playing. I doubt it. He's going to do the James Harden. He's going to show up. If he shows up, he's just going to show up. He ain't going to try. And yeah, I ain't going to try. And then you're going to be forced because I'm going I'm to run my trade value so far down. But here, my gripe is with this. The problem with the NBA and basketball in general, we, we, we tend to overvalue scoring. We feel that a player is great because he can shoot the ball. Thank you. Right? Yeah. Kyrie doesn't stop anybody. He doesn't guard anybody. He guards the worst player on defense. When he's on defense, he gets the worst player on offense. He doesn't guard. He's not guarding Dame Lillard. So that's the one thing. He averaged 20-something points a game. Ben Simmons was averaging six, 14 to 15 points a game. He was also – It wasn't no more than 15. Right. But he's still giving you 15 points a game as a point guard. And the thing is, he's a traditional point guard in the sense what happened back in the day. If everybody loves the 90s and 80s ball, back in the day, your point yeah. guard can score more than 12 points. Yeah. They were there for defense, to run the offense, and give you about 12 to 15 points. Ben is doing that. And he's doing that without a jump shot. So, yeah, he's better than Kyrie in my book because he can guard one through five. Kyrie can't even guard one. He's not He's not first team anything in defense, right? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's no, like – I'll give you that. I'll give you that. I'll we're, we're, that point. We always overvalue like, oh, because he can score, he's the better player. No, he just plays one side of the ball. If yeah. you're going to give me 24 a game, oh, that's a lot of points. But if you if you the guy who you're guarding is also giving you 15, 16 – easy and then i gotta take you off of him and put somebody else on him mm-hmm. that's not a good take if the, if, the, if you're not going to guard the other best player if you're the shooting guard and you're dropping 30 and you're guarding the small forward who can't shoot what does that mean how good are you you're you're just good at offense right Ben simmons can still give you 15 points with no jump shot in the nba there's dudes who make 15 20 million a year just scoring 15 points he's scoring 15 points he's giving you seven eight assists two two steals a block here and there and then he's locking every down that's i mean atlanta may have did what they did yeah. to philly but he, he shot locked the train. down yeah trey young was yeah. scoring 30 a game when ben simmons on him not just height wise people say well he's taller no he's as quick if or if not quicker than trey young mm-hmm. so no matter where trey went there's six foot ten, six foot eleven. Yeah, he got length, man. He got yeah. length and speed. Right. So yeah, it, and, it equates to that short quickness that you know Trey had. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. D feels for you know how it is. But just to I piggyback think. off you, Lynn, like it's system too. Like uh-huh. a lot of people don't. If Ben was in the right system, and me and Corey talk about this all the time. Yeah. yeah. If Ben is on a place like Golden State, we talk about a lot. Yeah. You put him at the four. Yep. You got a problem and just let him hand it off like he likes to do, right? And he doesn't have to score. And that's the thing. I think people are misconstruing that because Ben is that they put him at the point guard spot, so he's on the perimeter. They like he got to shoot. He he's Giannis. He's Giannis. He's LeBron. He's LeBron with handles. He if he never shoots a jump shot because in the eighties and nineties ball that we love to talk about, Patrick Ewan wasn't shooting no three pointer. Yep. Uh, he just like magic in a way. It was he Magic Johnson. Magic shoot. Johnson didn't start getting a set shot three until late in his career. Before that, he was just layups. Same as Jason Kidd. They weren't shooting jumpers. Their job as the point guard was to push the pace, 
run the offense, get to the basket and dish off. Ben is doing that. But people are now saying he's not any good because he can't shoot a jumper. Well, then move him from point guard and put him at power forward like they do Giannis. And Giannis just won MVP of the finals. And he was, was he back to back NBA MVP? Yeah. Dunks and layups. And he's just, and then James Harden was like, oh, if I could only dunk. Well, that's the point of the game is to put the, the damn ball in the basket, however you may. If you choose as to do efficiently it, as possible. Yeah. You shooting it from 37 feet, that doesn't mean you're more skilled than me because I'm still getting to the basket with four, four other people knowing exactly yeah. where I'm trying to go and I'm still getting by you. Yeah. So I think with basketball, and I've seen it even when I go to my like my brother's um um commenting on on the on the on the show, but I go to my my nephew's practice and me and him sit there and talk and I'm like, yo, I see a lot of these we practice these offensive drills and these kids have gotten so good at it, but nobody's practicing defensive drills. Like, how do you combat dudes coming up and doing all these step backs? Because I watch the kids and they'll do all the moves and the person playing defense is 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 getting their foot caught up because they're not sliding the proper way they're not understanding i'm on this side of the court the guy i'm good he doesn't have a strong left so let me push him left baseline and then let my 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 big man know you got to fill that spot if i lead him that way like i see a lot of training on offense but on defense even in the nba there's pj tucker and who else patrick yeah, and tony allen well we'll get to tony allen and them in a minute but you know what i'm saying so it's like ben simmons he's a He's a star at what he does because he doesn't shoot a jumper doesn't make him less of a player. Like that's just not his strength. Let's focus on what he can do. Like he does 99 things correct, except shoot jumpers and free throws. Mm-hmm. And he, he's, he's more, he's, he has more impact on the game than a lot of other people dropping. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. People say Dame Lillard. Like I love Dame. Dame. I hope you ain't watching or you hear about this, but I'm like, what has Portland done in the last eight, nine years? All the not points. Dame. All the threes, Nothing. all that, because he's a small point guard. If you put somebody big on him who can play defense, yeah, they can they can give him a hard time, and give then he doesn't defend. Nope. He scores yeah. a lot. Most of the point know. guards don't defend. Most they of them, they're scoring yeah. guards. They're not yeah. point guards no more. They're scoring guards. Back in the day, they your point guard was your leader on defense. Yeah, they were they were the uh, Muggsy Bogues take picking you up full court. You had Doc Rivers. You had. Um, Harper, you know, either Ron Harper mm-hmm. or um, what's the name? Mark Jackson. GP? GP. Like, they, that was their role. If you're going to be a point guard, you have to run the offense and be able to lock down Play the other team's point guard. Yep. And nowadays, they come in scoring, and then people say, oh, they, they haven't won a championship. Well, he can't do anything but score. So what's the point? So I, I'm with Ben. If you don't appreciate me, I'm going to just go elsewhere. Yeah. I'm going to just go elsewhere. Like, I understand, yeah – he didn't play that well, but you didn't have to say it in public. Yeah. I, I ain't talking yeah, about but that's the thing, though. But that's the thing, though, as well, is his whole team is shitting on him. So I don't I don't fault the guy for wanting to be out. You know, yeah. they say he and Joel Embiid, they hate each other. You know, you just talk you about, Joel, you know, Coach Joel, calling him out in the press him. conference. Yeah. Yeah, Joel, yeah. so you know, maybe it's just time for him to go. It is, but they don't want to let him go because now you're telling me he isn't good. But now that he wants to go, right. they're like, but he's an all-star. You he's just a unicorn. Said he can't that process, shoot. He's no good. The then. process is over, bro. The process is over with. It's over. They've been trusting the process for years, bro. It's over. Yeah, I, that I process believe- that they've been trying to tell us to trust is over with. You got to. You got to. They got to do some rearranging. It had to be something with that process. It's over with, bro. But the thing is, it's over with. 
is it a process like if you if you don't get the right players is it the process they got what the process was let's get a team that can play and, and and challenge but ultimately the style of play like ben he's he's he needs to be the focus of, of the of the offense mm-hmm. like he can't be a supplement to joel because joel is inside inside out mm-hmm. ben is inside so automatically you're shooting yourself in the foot if you're keeping him on the perimeter the thing is you need to put him where he's the focus and everything runs off of him because when he's when joel's not there he drops 30 easy with no jump shot with no jump shot he can score 30 in the nba he, yeah. he dropped 42 last year on on utah when joel was yeah. out with no jumper so it's like Shaq didn't shoot jumpers kareem didn't shoot jumpers he made sure sky hooks which you can say but it, he was an inside threat none of these he ben is just a big man who just happens to have really good handles yeah and I think people should stop judging him on like let him get a jump shot. Just let him let him be Ben, play down low, be Giannis, and dominate. Get four people out, four other shooters, and you'll be good. Mm-hmm. But that's just my take. You know what I'm saying? I, I ain't trying to claim to be some kind of basketball expert, even though I am, but you know. <laughs> and so, you follow, you know, like 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 I say in our conversations, <laughs> I really don't get into the NBA NBA until you know all-star game, but obviously I've been watching since I was a little kid. Uh, but you can you can interchange the word process with system like everybody tries to say oh a system qb is bad or brady was a system qb or whatever but every coach needs to have a system otherwise it doesn't work you know and you got to match your players with that system you know what i mean and that's it's it goes it goes between sports it could be football it could be basketball your coach's system needs to work and you need to have the players to execute it otherwise the team doesn't win it's as simple as that and Ben, and every, every winning coach has a winning system. Right, and Ben won't work if Joel is there and he's the inside threat. That that mm-hmm. renders him irrelevant and not not effective. You put him at the low post or get him at the four or the five or even the three where he can go. He could just move around, and then you have a totally different player, yeah. a totally different team. Yeah. And I think that's he just needs to go at this point. Yeah, it's over. Know, he gone, man. He gone. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I love that conversation. Let's get into one more. Anybody has uh, something they want to bring up or I can I can jump into something. Looking at the list, we had what? Goat goat status. Yeah, because I was going to get into that. You know that's that. That's a long one, man. That, that, I'm just looking at the list. A, yeah, I mean, we could choose. That was a long list. Yeah, it's a long list. Goat we ain't going to get through all of them, but we could choose one more before we go. Like, I want to, which one y'all want to go with? Let's get into it. Let's get into the goat. I don't want to get into the yeah, NCAA you know, and all that because that can go on for a minute. First, go yeah. like the goat conversation. All right, because uh, recently they they released the list. I think it was like ESPN or whatever, or USA Today. Hold on. See, I, I'm you know, going in now. What was it? They had Michael at number one, LeBron at number two. I think who was that? Number three Kareem was Kareem. Was Kareem. Yeah. Um, I think Wilt was at five. And Magic was at four, I believe. And Shaq was at ten. Yeah, Tim Duncan was at like uh nine or Shaq eight. Was at ten? Yeah. yeah, he was top ten. That's but great. you know, of course, all everybody sees is one, two, and everybody validated. Like, we see, we told you, LeBron ain't this blah blah blah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. In all honesty, this whole greatest player of all time thing. I'm tired discussing it because I'm tired of it too. I'm tired. Whole, it's subjective. It's completely subjective. And the whole premise of it. Is illogical. It yeah. is. They base it on you know 
their feet. All these different little nitpicking type of, of you know, they romanticize everything they saw when you when they saw this player play. They and they yeah. don't want nothing to tarnish that. That's all it is. Right, because now so, you I mean, got players doing more. You got dudes, you got Ben Simmons at six ten dribbling the ball. Back in the day, Ben Simmons yeah. would have been um Sam Bowie. Just yeah. grabbing rebounds, you know what I'm saying? But my yeah. thing is the, the whole premise of a greatest of all time means the shit ended. <laughs> so if I'm the greatest yeah. of all time, after we've done playing basketball and we look back, who's the greatest? How can you be the greatest into the future we don't know about? How can we give you that title? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I can't be the greatest yeah. man of all time. No, I'm just the greatest man at in my time. So, like, when they do these lists. In my I mean, era. In this era. So, it's like yeah. saying So, Jordan, you have to break it up like eras. Yeah. So, if Jordan mm-hmm. is the greatest yeah. basketball player. <laughs> man, shut up, DC. <laughs> Kurt Ram is the people's goat. But if, if you're the great, you can't be great over p- people you've never seen. And, oh. Shaq I feel you. Up. I feel you. You can't, you know what I'm saying? Like, Shaq, like, I don't want to say this wrong. Jordan was, greatest, Jordan was the greatest <laughs> shooting guard of all time and the greatest player in his era. Yeah. If you're telling me sure. well, who's the greatest because he won six in a row, Bill Russell has 11. But then you tell me Bill Russell can't be the greatest because the talent pool wasn't that great. Okay. Yeah. So it, it's always going to change. Right. And then then we had we had Dr. J was the greatest of all time. Nah, Michael's greater than him because Dr. Joni had one championship. Okay. Uh, we had Magic Johnson. Yeah, but Michael beat Magic. Yeah, when, my, when Magic was old. When Magic got old, yeah. 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 He beat Aaron, Detroit when they Aaron got old. Too. Yeah, he beat he Boston old. when they got old. Like oh, They, was, right. they wasn't Cal taking County, care of their bodies like they, like they do today. I grew up in New England, and the Celtics used to dominate the Bulls. I, oh, every Oh, yeah. When he scored that 63, the Celtics beat them. They didn't win. They still went home with an L. You're right. But my thing is, you can't tell me someone's greater than everyone else when in his era he didn't play against, let's just say, let's just put it out there, Kevin Durant. If Kevin Durant played in the 80s, 90s, I don't care how physical it was, you couldn't touch him. You couldn't touch him. I don't care how physical it was because Kevin yeah. Durant would just shoot jumpers over you all day. All day. All and you day. couldn't and you couldn't you couldn't steal the ball from him because he he got handles. Yep. So you could put all the pressure you want on him. If you if you're too short, he's shooting over you. If you too if you're close to his size, he's going past you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like it don't matter gotta, how tough your defense and how physical you were. If you can't touch me, regardless, not the rules saying you can't touch me. If you can't physically keep up with me, I'm just saying there's an evolution. Yeah. When 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 um Bill Russell played. Bill Russell went through, to me, he's the greatest of all time because Bill Russell dealt with stuff that Michael Jordan and all them, all the guys nowadays didn't have to deal with off the court just to play basketball, right? Yeah. Then the evolution went out, went up to Dr. J and all those guys. Mm-hmm. And then Dr. J went up to, um, to Magic and Larry. And then here comes Michael. And then come, there's an evolution of players every time. Yeah. Players are doing more and more. So to just say... Okay, the guy who who did it in my era is the best ever, and I'm not watching basketball anymore because these dudes is trash. Because when the scores in the '80s and '90s were like 74 to to 77, yeah, you know, nine, what I'm saying? nine is 130 to 127, 
Right. And then, and then we say now, if the, if a team scores 80 nowadays, we're like, what's wrong with their offense? Back in the day, it was called great defense. No, it wasn't. Yeah. You only literally had two or three guys on the court who could score, who could shoot consistently. Mm-hmm. That's why the Bulls were great, because their role players could actually shoot. Their role players can actually play the, play the game. Go ahead, yeah. Cal. Shout That's out to DJ team. Armstrong and Steve Kerr right. and John Saxton. That's definitely Hall of Famer. All them guys. Because if you mm-hmm. if you notice, they don't the get no love. Like, right, they don't get no love because people assume they were trash. No, they were very skilled. Tony Tony Kukoc was the greatest player in the European Basketball League. He was the best dude there. He came over and he was on the bench. They, he was coming off the bench for the Bulls during that era. The, the The Bulls had a skilled bench, and they had skilled players. Other teams had physical players, but like Corey and Calvin said, when you get to the playoffs, you can't just be physical. You have to have skill, and the Bulls had that. That's why it was always just the Bulls. It was um, in Jordan's era. It was the Bulls. Um, who was it? Um, Utah. Yeah. Supersonics. Supersonics. Mm-hmm. And who else? Portland. That's that's who the Bulls went up against. They were yeah. always coming out of the East for six out of ten years. They came out of the East, and those yeah. are the four different teams they played in the finals, I believe. Yeah. And the reason that they won those their team had more skilled players coming off the bench. Than the other than anybody, yeah. Than anybody sure. else had a bit had a way better team. They had a way better team. That's why I tell better. people. That's why I tell I'm people. Touch on a couple, I'm ahead, gonna Cal. jump on a couple of things real quick, and I believe uh, everything that you said 100 percent lent. I do um, remember as him. far as as far and you fellas too. As far as the goat status, I think it has to do with the TV era, because yeah. when Wilt Chamberlain scored that hundred points, there wasn't a single video camera in the building. And, you know, you, you, you said, you know, Bill Russell, he got 11 championships, but we didn't see none of them. You know what I'm right. saying? We, we all grew up watching Michael Jordan. Yeah. And, and now we're watching LeBron James. So the, 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 the new era only is concerned with what they're seeing, is, is what they can find on YouTube. It's mm-hmm. like Yankees fans versus Red Sox fans. The Yankees fans would be like, oh, we got 27 championships. Well, man, 25 of them wasn't in your lifetime. You can't claim the shits that you never saw. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, so so that's the thing with that the whole GOAT status. Uh, but, yeah, and, and you mentioned, you know, Michael Jordan, when he finally started winning, what did Phil Jackson tell him to do? I need you to score less, you know, right. so that you can involve the entire team. Like you said, you know, uh, you Came can drop with a system. Points, but they still going to beat your ass. You know yeah, what I yeah. mean? So, you know, you let this one player go off, we'll, we'll make the rest of the team beat them, beat us, and they can't do it. Um, mm-hmm. But that's just great coaching and things like that. So Phil Jackson was the only one who stood up to Michael Jordan and said, I need you to score less. And he was like, I'm Michael Jordan. Like, I don't care. But then also what you said earlier, you know, Jordan also got defensive player of the year a couple times. You know what I mean? Um, And these other cats ain't doing that. So Jordan was a complete player. You know, earlier in LeBron's career, you know, we all got on him because he wasn't taking the final shot. We used to say he ain't got that killer instinct. But when you look at it, you know, in old age, I'm changing a little bit because Michael Jordan in his later years, he did. Uh, dump off the curve. He did dump off the PJ Armstrong, and, and they got the shots though. Yeah, and but he gets criticized for not taking that shot. Exactly, and and that's what I don't understand because I'm like when Kerr and you know when Rob when when Robert was hitting all these shots for 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 Houston and the Lakers and the Spurs, you know. Like you know, those guys got credit, but when LeBron made the right play at the right time, 
oh, like like Skip say all the time, he say, uh, you know, when when Ray Allen, you know, got Same LeBron thing. off the hook and uh, you know, and took the ring away from from uh Tim Duncan. I'm like, so I'm like, even though he didn't make that pass, you know, that was rebound, a busted but, play. Yeah, yeah, it was a busted play. So I mean, the guy made the shot, but it was times where you know what I'm saying LeBron made the right play. That guy may not have made the shot, but you know anybody logically with an IQ in basketball, like okay, I got these guys on me. Everybody got their attention on me, so I know if I drive this way, it may collapse. I go this way, it's gonna collapse. If it, if he's LeBron, always thinking ten steps ahead, so he knows what he's gonna do before mm-hmm. you know he even do it. And that's what I used to hate, bro. Because Jordan never got you know he never got that that type of hate when his teammate did his job, then no, when said, LeBron does... Michael Jordan empowered Steve Kerr to hit the shot because they had it on camera when Michael said, if I if, if they do this, I'm coming to you. And that's the same thing that, that you're taught. If I'm getting double teamed, then Steve Kerr is the best three-point shooter yeah. in the league. Why would I take a three with two, three people on me when he can take exactly. it wide open? Exactly. If he misses, it's on him. He's a player on the team, too. I think it's because we romanticize Michael Jordan hitting all these shots when they keep showing the, the, the two. They only people. show the the game-winning shots he hit. So right. yeah, even I grew up as a kid thinking he never missed the game-winning no, shot. He, I grew up like that. I grew up like that because I didn't see him playing them times. Mm-hmm. So I'm just saying – I'm hearing these stories. Space Jam come out. I'm watching Space Jam. I'm like, oh, this yeah. guy, this guy, dope. You know what I'm saying? So I'm, I'm sitting here. They, they always showing that little shot when he, um, when he, he did the little slight push off, hit it. You know what I'm saying? In the 14s, and I'm seeing this stuff. I'm like, okay, so this guy never missed. But then I go back and I'm looking. I'm like, you know, he didn't make everything. No, you know. And he had a commercial saying, "I don't make every game winning shot. I'm just not afraid to take it." I yeah. think because, like Cal mentioned. It's the era, and I think you had, and like you said it too, Fresco. It's like the era we grew up in. I grew up in that era, and I'll tell you, it was romanticized. Like I thought, for sure. I thought, wow, man, this is the greatest basketball ever. And then <laughs> I started playing with dudes coming in this younger era, and right. I'm like, yo, they are doing things that, like Charles Oakley and other dudes, could not even think of doing. Like you see the overall skill, like. Also, my, my beef and I, when Cal can tell you this, when I'm in the group chat, I'm like, think about who did Michael J- Michael Jordan go up against at his own position that looked like him? Nobody. Like, outside of Clyde. Outside of Clyde, nobody. And Clyde only could dribble to his right. Yeah. yeah. And he, right? he, he, he had his own, you know, disabilities on the court. Right. He couldn't go left. If he dribbled left, it was just a quick dribble and he coming back right. Yeah, nobody could. So Michael do that Jordan little. is 6'6, 220 pounds of muscle. Plus he could jump. Plus he could, was quick. He had a, a six foot seven eight wingspan, yeah. right? He was a freak of nature at, at that point, and he wasn't going up against any other freak of natures at that time. Yeah, everybody was pretty much just the standard. Yeah, the only one he had was Ron Harper, and Ron Harper blew out his ACL. Right yeah. back then, a shooting guard was just a scorer. That's all they did was shoot and score. They weren't asked. Jordan was an anomaly when it came to that position. But yeah. now you look at. How many Jordans do you see in the league physically wise? I'm not talking about game. Physically, it's dozens. It's dozens of them. The physical, oh. the physical gifts that he has, a lot of these dudes have. They don't have the mindset. Yeah. But the physical gifts they have. And right. a lot of them aren't really like fundamentally sound as he That's was. Too. Like Jordan, I, I give Jordan credit. Like, uh, like when I watch him play or yeah. or I see, you know what I'm saying, the tapes, you know, back then, like his footwork in the post, you know. Mm-hmm. The, his shoulder movements when he's you know backing down and like yeah. like Jordan IQ was very high 
Mm-hmm. He's fun. He's very fundamentally sound in the post. And so he don't get, I don't think a lot of people, you know, give him a little credit for that. They just see him flying through the air, dunking on mm-hmm. people. But he was, that was probably, he's probably one of the most fundamentally sound players I've ever seen. And he play incorporated basketball. the fundamentals with his athletic gifts yeah. and his knowledge of the game. Therefore he is Michael Jordan. Between but, him and Kobe. Yeah. They're the most. To say he's the greatest player from now till time ever. that we have never seen. Like that's ridiculous. Yeah. Now uh, I'm I'm gonna jump on a word that you said, Lent, which is romanticized. Yeah. And, and that's key because um, when Magic and Bird retired, we needed the new era, and that mm-hmm. was Jordan. Yep. So you talk about his fundamentals and things like that, but we also got to talk about the marketing of sports because the NBA marketed Michael Jordan. Right. He was just able to back it up. You know, it's like Fresco saying, like every highlight I saw was him making it, you know, but we was there watching Jordan getting his ass kicked by the Pistons, you know, and his best friend was Oakley. Why? Because he played with Oakley early in his career. And then when he went, you know, when Charles Oakley went to the Knicks, he was beating up his best friend. Like Jordan said, I had to muscle up in the offseason because it was kicking my ass. But here's the thing, Pistons beat him up. Like if you watch New York Knicks games, Oakley didn't want to do that. They played them tough. The Knicks weren't the Pistons. They played physical. Yeah, but the bad boys were the bad boys. The bad boys really tried to hurt him to make him to make him lose a step because there's nobody on the team that you Joe Dumars was considered the LeBron's, I mean, the Jordan stopper because he had a one good game. I got the Sports Illustrated um, issue where he was there with his arm and they had like, you know, a Photoshop Michael Jordan and a Joe Dumars, and he was considered. The, the Jordan stopper. And then after that, that Sports Illustrated job, Jordan came back and dropped like 40 on that. Jordan, right? a psychopath. Bro. Well, well, you, remember was the, you remember it was the Pistons. You remember it was oh, the Pistons that had the Jordan rules, right? Right. They, and they figured out how to shut down the greatest play of all time. And they did it, you know, for years until Scottie Pippen came along. But yeah, but you they, said romanticize. You know, we, we won't, you know, we don't want to see. Uh, the players that we love get knocked down with LeBron, we knocked him down early because I didn't want to see him personally replace Jordan. And when you talk about Jordan playing on the Wizards, like I, I delete that whole part of my memory they because do you don't want to see old cripple ass <laughs> Jordan, you know, getting beat in a Wizards jersey. It's like, oh, come on, bro. Like, <laughs> we all remember that Sports Illustrated cover with him playing baseball and it said, bag it, Mike. And he took that shit personal. You know, yeah. so you never want to see a Kings knocked down. The only way we could defend Jordan is to knock LeBron down early, you know, and that's just how it is. But the, the NBA does a good job of marketing LeBron. They just don't do as good a job as they did with marketing Jordan. And again, LeBron, to his discredit, he's been on multiple teams and has more finals losses than wins. But at the end of the day, you don't really consider this go argument until dudes retire. You know, the smart athletes would be like, you know, let, let history decide who's the best. You know what I'm saying? So once once LeBron retires, oh, we'll get flowers. You know, Kobe got his flowers early. Shaq got his flowers early. I, I think LeBron's great. Even though I'm a hater, I, I, I'm, still, I'm not stupid. You know what I mean? He's still a great player. And I think the Lakers are going to win this year. Uh, I, write it down, I, period, point blank. I gave LeBron his flowers about when he got leave. I get no, I I gave it to him earlier than that because when I'm you got to think I I started playing basketball when I first started seeing LeBron like I was in, I was interested in in basketball but when I seen him come in doing what he was doing like that like that 08 and 09 LeBron mm-hmm. I was watching mm-hmm. 
I was like, bro, I got to, I got to, <laughs> I got to play is, ball, bro. Like the, pro- the, the thing is that, that I always try to get people to understand the people who are in control of the messaging right now, when, when Wilt and Dr. J and all of those were considered the greatest and Calvin will tell you, I, we were there. So when Jordan was starting, they were knocking him. The guys who were the, the commentators were knocking him because he wasn't magic because he wasn't bird. They called him a gunner. Like who's this guy coming in the lead thing? Right. You know what I'm saying? Just trying yeah. to be a scorer. He's not a team player. Those news people moved on. Be it they passed on. They're not the involved. New guys come in who, who saw the Jordan come in. Jordan come in, and they're still in the media now. They're yeah. still they're still the yep. mm-hmm. still the, yeah. Um, I can't stand that man. You know, what I'm saying whoever whoever else. So people don't know how to retire. They right. they really don't, bro. He in there. He about to cry. Right, but he's he going nowhere. But so now they're yeah. romanticizing. He's over seventy, right? Isn't Skip Bayless like in the seventies? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. He worked out. He, he worked out. out like every morning. He worked out. He worked out, I mean, out he every day. I ain't not to do it. He looked good. He looked good. He looked good for his age. He old though. But the thing is, yeah. those are the people in this. So all it's going to take is eventually those people are going to move on to Stephen A. Smiths and all those people, the Chris Broussard. Yeah. They're going to move on. Gonna let me up in that thing. It's gonna be people like Nick Wright. Nick more Wright, people like Nick Wright coming it, in, and it's gonna be LeBron's the greatest. And I'm gonna be then gonna be like, listen, bro, mm. LeBron was great in his era. He is not the greatest of all time because he did. He won four championships. Like if we're going from now, he won four championships. So say he's better mm. than Jordan. If you want to go the greatest of all time, no, he's the greatest in his era, and you mm. can make the argument that he's the so far the greatest small forward because we've had a chance to see all the small forwards. And we've seen LeBron. And based on what's there, he's the greatest. Going forward, he's going to match up against whoever comes next. But mm-hmm. to say that LeBron, Kareem, Will, Bill Russell, Jordan, Magic, Kobe, that this one individual player is the best of all the players past and yet to come is an asinine uh, wait, uh, logic. It's asinine. Like That's why I always just poke at people like, nah. Jordan, no, Jordan sucks. Like, I'll tell people straight up, like, he sucks. Like, they'll be like, oh, he, he got six championships. He didn't play nobody. But I'm just I'm just joking around. I ain't being serious. You're just being, you're just being an asshole. Yeah, I'm just being an asshole because yeah. I'm like, the whole argument to me is just stupid. Like, let's just let's just grade the person. LeBron is the greatest player of this era that he played. Like, Rasheed Wallace tried to say he couldn't play in our time. Rasheed, he busted your ass. Yeah, Rasheed, like, come on, he bodied you yeah. so many times. KG, so KG, one of the main ones. I can't stand him. Yeah. The one quote he says that baffles me every time. Oh, he couldn't beat all five of us. Like, how dumb? You notice how dumb you just sound when you said it. That you know yeah. what I'm saying? But that's you bias. Beat- that's just Celtic bias. Like they, they, they hated him genuinely. They did. Paul no, I just, like, they, they hated him because he came him. in the league and he was he was more hyped and more more famous than they were. Paul Pierce, especially Paul, thinking he got to take a back seat to me. Nah, bro, you had seven, eight years. And oh, this I feel so bad he went to the finals in his first four years. You, yeah. you were in the league for eight, nine years and couldn't get to the finals. And, and then he, he, and he's still going to the finals. And he's still going to the finals to this day because I, I feel so bad for Paul, man. Yeah. And that goes back to my whole thinking of like the question I asked earlier about the football players and their contracts and the Ben Simmons thing is like LeBron is giving you the, the cheat code. Like Jordan mm-hmm. gave you the cheat code to say, keep your body in shape. Mm-hmm. always be in shape when you're playing basketball. There is no off season where I just do nothing and let my body get out of shape because I can tell you I'm out of shape. It takes you a lot longer to get back in shape. 
and all yeah. that pressure you put on your body to get in shape than to go play basketball, it's easier to just be in shape. So Jordan gave LeBron and them that gave Kobe, gave LeBron, gave KD. Now these yeah. guys work out year round. You know what I'm saying? So LeBron, he's learned that. And a lot of these players have learned that. But those older players, they didn't think like that. They were just, no. they were partying. That's when they end up like Big Baby and Tony Allen and all them dudes running <laughs> them scams. Whereas LeBron is showing dudes, get your money, get your worth now, save your money, do your stuff right, keep your body right so you can make as much money as you can because you're only allowed 10 plus years. Like Cal said, average sports is three years for the average player. If you want to be above average, you want to, you want to get 10 years. If you can get 10 years of $10 million minimum, you set yourself up for the rest of your life. How you do anything is how you do everything. So like, say that again. How you do anything is how you do everything. So like with me, I get up every morning, like on cue. I'm up at seven o'clock. Mm-hmm. I'm working out. I work out. I don't. I don't eat food till twelve. So because I'm letting my insides like do what they do. Yeah. But I I come home. You know I'm looking at the market, working on projects, and then you know get some lunch or whatever. So like I'm consistently doing the same thing because it's like. Not not being so much as discipline because I don't like I don't like to say discipline because you know stuff changes, but like how you do anything, how you do everything. So I've trained my body to wake up. I don't even need no alarm. I just pop up. Mm-hmm. I hit the gym. So it's like even in even outside of sports, you got to train yourself. You got to train your body because if you want to do something mm-hmm. or master something, you have to you know you have to you know stay at it. So yeah, that's 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 true. And I think that's why I can say LeBron has change the mindset of even the players coming now you see a lot of young kids really trying to train trying to get their bodies right and yeah. he's empowered players to take control of their careers i know people say all oh, these guys make a lot of money but back in the day a lot of these dudes could have had a lot more money had better teams around them if they didn't let other people speak for them yeah. and that's my issue like with football like if you all get together you can get guaranteed contracts like cal said the contracts don't need to be six seven years I think the teams do that just for the marketing. Like, oh, we're signing him to a $300 million deal. Only $60 million of that is guaranteed. So yeah. the contract is just for show. Yeah. And, and like Kirk yeah. Cousins, he asked for $82 million. That's what I want. Guarantee me that I'm here. So why, why are we going out signing $200 million deals that aren't really worth $200 million? Right. Because that's what I'm saying. It's like these players got to learn – what their worth is. Don't don't let these people go out there and say, well, sign this big deal. No. If only $80 million is guaranteed, then it's an $80 million contract. So you guarantee like me for, everything. Go ahead, Cal. It's like for me is um I, I'm 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 a huge I, I hate the three hundred million dollar contract in baseball. Yeah. I think I think Mookie Betts is the first three hundred million dollar player to win a World Series. Everybody mm-hmm. else, you you get that three hundred million dollars, and you you go out to Seattle to die. You sign with the Yankees, and they don't oh, win for oh, ten yeah, years. Trout. So, oh, so Trout I don't I, I hate that. Yeah, Mike Trout. Yeah. Um, to piggyback on what you said a couple of uh, to piggyback on what you said a couple of minutes ago, though, um, it is a, a three hundred and sixty day. Like that's why it's hard to compare eras. So yeah. Kobe is supposed to be better than Jordan because his game was based on Jordan. Uh, LeBron's supposed to be better than Kobe because his game was based on Kobe. Like look, Michael Jordan started working out in the off season, you know, mm-hmm. and and then guys started taking their body seriously, you know. From what I heard, Kobe started going to Europe and doing blood spinning. He did. Yeah, he liked a lot of that. 
Eastern philosophy stuff yeah, to get to get healthy. He also started. He switched to I believe it was Kobe and not LeBron. He switched to uh, lows instead of high tops because Kobe. he studied the soccer game and you get less ankle injuries with low top sneakers than you do with high tops. So yeah. now the low tops are big for everybody. Uh, and you got guys um, like Kobe who was and LeBron who's literally sleeping in a hyperbaric chamber. You know, for Oxford, like T.O. was doing that. We used to make fun of Michael Jackson when he was doing that. Well, he was just a weirdo. But, you know, and I said, my boy, don't get me wrong. Michael Jackson's my guy. But he did a lot of weird shit. Come on. Yeah. But, but you got these these guys going to these uh, Eastern philosophy medicines. You got guys, you know, doing blood spinning, taking care of their bodies. Guys as big, like, uh, guys as big as Kevin Durant. Some of is supposed to be able to shoot like that? Probably not. You know what I mean? So the technology is caught up to it. Um, and so that's why for me, it's why it's hard to compare errors. You know, the contract thing, I hate the long-term contract. I think, yeah. you know, with football, like I said, because the contracts aren't guaranteed and they're off a show, every contract should just be three years. Basketball and baseball, a little bit different. Like you said, Lent, it's about the marketing. So we got this player for this number of years, you know what I mean, yeah. to fill the seats. You know, and that brings it full circle to the COVID conversation at the beginning of the show. Because if I'm investing in you a 10 year contract, you got to play home games. I got to make six million dollars per home game. And that's why, like with last season and like, like, what do you what do they call it when guys are just sitting out to, to, to game management? You yeah, know, load I got to do game management. Load management. Load management. Thank yeah. you. I'm mm -hmm. like, yo, if we got a national TV game. Yo, I mean, people pay. pay. People paid to see you. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, it, they, but they but they fixed it because they were saying it was like, okay, you just don't play. Uh, you just don't play in the home game since the home team or, or see you more often yeah. or something like that. Yeah, that's how they tried to fix it. Yeah, yeah. Not the national TV you know? game that bring us the money. Yeah. Come on, bro. We play, yeah, bro. Like like if because in our day, you know, we used to watch basketball at four o'clock in the afternoon. You know, now we got to stay up until nine o'clock to watch a game. So if I'm going to stay up one o'clock and LeBron is in a suit right. <laughs> and not playing, like, come on, man. Right, bro. Them game, like, it'd be, it be them uh, them double headers on TNT. Yeah. Them, games, them, them games look off to yeah. one o'clock, bro. Yeah. Like 12, yeah. 12, 12, 50. But I remember I'd be one, up, though. I used, to, I used to love that because I remember at one point TNT would have, like, you might have mad games on a Thursday night. You might get like, three, four good games. And, and then Sunday back in the day with NBC Sports when they used to do basketball, like Sunday. Man. That's when that's when the Jordan got because I remember watching Jordan play. They were always they the the high. They were always the 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 primetime game. Yeah, mm -hmm. it would be early on. It might be at noon on Sunday. The the Knicks. This is once football season's over. Oh, I'm so glad basketball season. Then there's boom, then boom, mm -hmm. and Jordan them play, and then they blow out whomever. And Jordan sitting down fourth quarter. Ahmad Rashad coming up, sitting on the bench talking with him. All of my. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And that's where I say the romanticizing came because that's what I grew up with. Yeah. Not because, because, because there was no blackouts. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Bulls wasn't even in our market. And we had a Bulls game on every week. Yeah. You know, so and it's easy to fall in love with Michael Jordan if that's all you're seeing. You don't know yeah. who Gary Payton is. You got to really right. watch games to know who Gary Payton is. You know what I'm saying? To know yeah. who Clyde the Glide Drexler is. But Michael Jordan, not only is he in the game, when they go to commercials, it's a Michael Jordan commercial. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? So it's the romanticizing, it's the marketing, it's all of that. Yeah, and it's, it's cool. just different now. And now the games are so late. 
But the thing is, now they have more players to market, whereas Michael Jordan was the most charismatic player they had. Mm-hmm. Magic Johnson mm-hmm. and Larry Bird were the most charismatic. Dr. J was the most charismatic. Now you have... Yeah, you, got, you got two or three of them on one team. one team. So now the league doesn't have to focus on... They're not, they're not... Like Jordan was pitted as the king. Now LeBron has the nickname the king, but we have all these other knights over here. You're like, it could be any one of them. So now we can... You know what I'm saying? We can... Yeah. We can, we can we can market for everybody. So everybody has a chance. Everybody has a superstar. Kevin Durant is the best player in the league. No, Giannis is. No, Joel Embiid is. No, LeBron is. They change every night. They they right. change it. Whoever dropped 40 that the neck that night, Kevin Durant's the best player in the league. Then LeBron dropped 50. LeBron showing you he's the best player in the league. I'm like, man, just just let these guys play basketball and just yeah. enjoy because it. that it's it's subjective. It's gonna change every night. Uh-huh. And I because think- they're, they're banking on the fans having a short memory. So right. the last thing you see is the greatest thing you see. It, you know, exactly. it's like, oh, this girl, she's the baddest chick i ever seen until you turn up. Until you turn up, yeah. Oh, she's the baddest chick you ever seen, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. They, 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 they want you to short memory. They might be <laughs> the big three moniker now. So yeah. they, they, you have all these personalities on one team. You got three each on every yeah. team. So they yeah. can the thing is, around. There's a lot more talent now. The talent pool... Because I, I saw um, they were talking about the Dream Team went and blew out everybody in 90. What is it, 92? Yeah. yeah. yeah they blew everybody 92, out. 92, 93, yeah. Like, people say that's the greatest Olympic team. Well, no. Yeah, like, yeah. okay, I'll give you that. But they, were playing the other, they weren't playing anybody. The guys who they were playing against were fans of theirs. It's yeah. like me right now going to play Ma- uh, uh, Ma- uh, Michael Jordan. Even though Michael's 50, I'd be like, yo. I don't, do I really want to try against Michael Jordan? Or <laughs> I just want to be here with Michael Jordan. That's how it was in 92. Yeah. Right? But because they went and did that, the rest of the countries realized, oh, shoot, we're not as good as we think we are because we were beating up on their kids. Yeah. The adults we can't beat, so now we got to turn the training up. Now you have the rest of the world catching and they up. Can. You got two or three all, You got two or three NBA players on an on a Australian team. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And like you like like the year before last, Giannis won the MVP. Gobert won the Defensive Player of the Year. Um, most improved was Pascal Siakam. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? The Executive of the Year was dude from um, Toronto, who's from Africa. It's like the 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 game is globalized. They said there's over 200 million people registered in in China that play basketball. Mm-hmm. 200 million people registered as basketball players in China. That's, that's crazy. That's what we're going up against. You got Luka Doncic being trained from the time he was 14. Playing against adults. Playing (laughs) against adults his whole life. So now you're coming into the league. It's more competitive. Like, the competition is coming from everywhere. It's not just just U.S. And uh, another thing I saw, people, I I forgot who said it. He was like, the problem I have is, I think it was Gilbert Arenas, that people aren't, they're too concerned in lists and trying to nominate who the best is as opposed to just appreciating yeah, he said that. It was Gilbert, right? It was Gilbert. They don't appreciate just the basketball in front of you. I mm-hmm. I appreciate sports, basketball, music, whatever. I'll just, for what it is, I'll listen to it. I'll watch it because in the moment, if I like basketball, I'm going to watch basketball. I'm not going to compare what I'm seeing now to what I've seen 20 years ago. We Hold might have a conversation, but mm-hmm. it's not going to sway my, my ability and wanting to watch basketball. And I think that's what we've gotten away from in today's culture is, we're so social media like who's ranking on this Spotify, mm-hmm. how many plays, how many all this, how many streams I got mm-hmm. that we want to nominate somebody instead of just saying, let's enjoy what's going on in front of us. 
and that's it. And when it's all said and done, like Cal said and Fresco said, then let's talk about what this person's career did. Let's let's enjoy their career before LeBron is gone, and then everybody's going to say, "Man, man, I w- I wish LeBron was still playing." All the people who may hate him. Same thing yeah. with Kobe. God rest his soul. We didn't even get to see Kobe's his main event. His life was still coming. I was expecting yeah. him to get back into the league and maybe with coaching. Yeah. Even if it's women's basketball, I think that's what he was going. I think that's what he wanted to go because of his daughter. Yeah, women's yeah, basketball. Rest he, might as well. he might have been involved in that, but because we no, nah, he big, was the the when when the uh, women's players you know got like new contracts and got a little more respect. They they all personally thank Kobe. They said that he was a big part of it. He was getting back into the you know behind the scenes you know his post basketball career you know and obviously as a Celtics fan, one of his last exclamation points was stomping our hearts out you know <laughs> and taking that championship and like you said i got one more than shaq you know that was that that, that was that dagger um, um but like you were just saying Lent, you know I, i'm i'm one of the ones that's guilty of that you know as i get these gray hairs uh, I, i'm like the old man on my lawn yelling season, yelling at the too, sky bro. like it was better in my day you know yeah. it was more fundamentals in my day but when you when I sit down now and watch the game, you're absolutely right. There's a lot of talent out there. You know, yeah. I was shitting on Ben Simmons earlier. You know, I'm not going to take it back. But you pointed out his other skills. You know, you, you know, and, and and that's why we boys and we and we men too. Like I could take my criticism on the internet. You know what I'm saying from my boy because it's all love. Because we're here to learn from one another. So you pointed out some things about his game that I didn't appreciate. Because it's Philly, I'm designed to hate Philly. You know what I'm saying? So he does bring things to the game. Yeah. But we always going to be the it's always better in my era. It's like LeBron, Jordan got six rings. He's the best of all time. Well, you know, Big Shot Rob got seven. So that must make him better. And then my only retort is shut the hell up. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah. LeBron's, LeBron's a better athlete than Jordan. Shut the hell up. You know what I mean? I mean so, he, is, he is a better athlete yeah. than Jordan. And he's supposed to be. You, that's that's why, like I said, it's hard to compare errors. The next error is supposed to be better than the last, especially mm-hmm. when you take into account, mm-hmm. like we said, the technology and the science. Yeah. There's, there will be somebody that's better than LeBron in if they're not already in the league right now. I mean, it could have been KD. Mm-hmm. I mean, but KD and LeBron in that same in that same both. class, that and same LeBron era. just kept it going longer. And, and like you said, the point back to Cal, the best ability is availability. Yeah. Brown mm-hmm. always been there. KD yep. can't, you know what I'm saying? So just, it could. LeDron just started getting hurt, and the people are, are, are looking at that as why he sucks. He, he and when he was just injury. about to be the MVP, he was MP, MVP right. front runner a year ago. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So he had a groin injury after 16 years. That was the only injury that kept him out. Then they won the championship. And, and that's the thing. LeBron about to be in the league 20 years, and he don't look like it. You know, like you forget how long he still looked like a young man because his body is chiseled out of granite pause. But, you know, he's a guy who learned from Kobe to take care of his body. And he's he's, the man is a machine. (laughs) But the the man is the man is a machine. He takes care of himself. So he's like 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 D says all the time, LeBron ain't going to retire until he plays with Bronny. Yeah, I mean, I think that's his goal. I mean, yeah. I remember Robert Parrish and Kareem in the league for 20 years, right? And they looked mm. like old men. Bill <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. You look, you look at LeBron. I mean, 36 is not – when people say he's old, like in the scheme of things, when I was 36, I wasn't getting jobs because people said I was – I didn't have enough experience. Mm-hmm. But in basketball, mm-hmm. 
in, 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 in sport terms, that's old. You know yeah. what I'm saying? In sport terms, it's old, and that's but, the amazing thing. But he's but still, he can still get the job done. Yeah, at a high can, level. Yeah, and even if he goes down another level, he could just he's be still, on the bench with somebody. He's still higher than a lot of the people. He's higher than most. And the same thing with George. Even when, even when Jordan was on the Wizards, I went to see his last game when he came to Atlanta. Mm. And I was like, this man was still dunking. Yeah. Still and blocking shots doing, off the backboard, all that. He was still doing all that stuff. He was, but he was just like, what he was, 38? He, was, like, he couldn't do it as often. But he still was like in warm up lines. He was like the fans and all the Hawks fans and everybody was like, when he came out, the, the crowd went up. And I guess he got hyped too. So he started dunking and everybody was like, Joey got excited, bro. He opened the dunk real quick. <laughs> but I think it was like, when it's all said and done, I love all the players. I love Michael. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I think we should just appreciate what we have. LeBron, KD, instead of hating guys for things and decisions, yeah, we can nitpick. But overall, we got to understand that these dudes, they are representations of us. And that's always been my thing. Like, when we hate these guys, the things we say about them become truth mm-hmm. to the masses. When in essence, that, that was you're just talking about that basketball. And people start, you know, rationalizing their basketball play and your beliefs with them. And LeBron, for all the greatest of all time things, like that's just basketball. But the things he does off the court, on the court, and MJ does them too. He's just not as vocal about it because he didn't come up in that era. It was always a thing of secrecy. Superstars back in the day were secretive. You didn't know anything about him. It was all aura. Nowadays, superstars, they're just like regular people. You You can interact with them, but they're still superstars in your eyes because you know they can do something that you can't. And I just want people to start appreciating Maybe we, we'll get things back on board. Maybe guys will start playing more defense if you just let them know, hey, I think you're a phenomenal player. Ben Simmons, shoot a jump shot every once in a while. Get a foul yeah. shot going. You know what I'm saying? That's all I'm saying. Just appreciate. Just like I appreciate all of you guys for being here today. You see how I segued into that? You see that? Lawrence yeah, right there. Like, Corey, what was that line you said? Man, that, I got to write that down. Man. Oh, I said how you do uh, anything is how you do everything. How you do anything is how you do everything. <laughs> Fresco quote of the day. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because I got it it written up on my wall. So I just, when I wake up, you know, when you wake up and most people, they grab their phone, they on social media. Mm -hmm. They say, you know, 30, 40 minutes done passed. You're like, damn, wait, you know what I'm saying? That's 35, 40 minutes of my gym time. So I can't lose that. So Mm -hmm. I I look at the time, look at the phone. I go to the gym and and I just, I step and repeat. And I always look for room, um, room for improvement. Just to better myself every day. That's it. That's, That's amazing. That's amazing right there. But you know what I'm saying? Well, fellas, we're at that point right now. We're at a buck fifty-eight. We put a buck fifty-eight on them today. Ooh. You know what I'm saying? All star numbers. That's easy work right there. That's easy, easy work. You know what I'm saying? But going forward, I want to thank everybody who's my guest today. I thank my man Fresco. My man Cal, aka I hate Cam, but that's not real. That's my man C Smothers, aka C Smooth. But um, uh, Fresco, I want to tell the people where they can uh find you, reach you. Oh, you can reach me on Instagram at Fresco Jones. Uh appreciate it. Popped up right on cue. That's Ooh, what I'm talking about. Right. That's called production right there, boy. Um, also you can follow my hat line, which is the same IG. I just run that page on both. Um, my clothing line is on Brothers uh Clothing LLC, B-R-T-H-R-S Clothing LLC, and um brothersclothing.com. That's where you can reach me at. All right, C Smothers. Yeah, I've been calling him that for years. C Smooth. We was on the radio together. He was the DJ. Yeah, I was, 
I was the mic work. I put that mic work in. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I appreciate yeah, you, brother. Uh, supporting. Iron sharpens iron. Diamonds sharpen diamonds. You're my brother. Thanks uh, for having me. Uh, glad to meet you guys uh, today. Same Love here. you guys, brothers. And uh, I don't really do nothing on on the gram. I, I do have an Instagram, but I don't really go on it. Uh, if you see an old picture with Bill Russell with his middle <laughs> finger up, that's my Instagram. Uh, but I don't do on social media really except talk politics. But uh, glad for having me. Um, send me another invite. I'll be more than happy to come and talk more shit about Cam Newton. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, yeah, and also, Micah, um, before we go, you know what I'm saying? I wanted, to, I wanted to put something out there. I wanted to put something out there. Shout out to my man, Michael Almond. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> up there in Voyage Atlanta. Ooh. Go out and check it. Oh boy. Voyage at VoyageATL.com. Interview under, uh, what is it, the, the Hidden Gems, local business creatives. My man, Micah's in there being highlighted. Yes, sir. Amazing. My E's and R's. He Congrats, bro. Congrats. It, was pointed, it was pointed out to me. All that good stuff. Go check it out. The artwork is phenomenal. For y'all don't know my man Micah right now. This is oh. some of his artwork. This is my favorite piece right here. Yeah. That where's Mac? Yeah, they don't know nothing about that Mac. They don't know about that. I, they don't I know need, about Mac. I need something. Like that. I ain't know much, but I know I know Matt. enough. You know what I'm saying? I know said, enough. And the lips right there, those are with the gold teeth for them for them East Atlanta boys. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's what you call me, right? He's Atlanta boy. He's Atlanta. Every time, every time I did something, he like, well, you know, Corey from East Atlanta, so they, he's so supposed to do that. Like, no, you don't, you don't, you don't, you don't throw me in that category, bro. <laughs> but yeah, that's why I wanted to congratulate you, Mike, for getting that 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 quick call up right there. One yeah, out of my boy Fresco for the Uber. Hey man, I I was also on the uh, voyage, yeah. uh, so you know they they asked me anybody you could recommend. So I, I threw him the oop. You know what I'm saying? And he, and he, he put in that work. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's a great read. Go check it out. You find out a lot about him. You know what I'm saying? His Uncle Mike Monica. You're going to start seeing a lot more artwork out there. Yes, we sir. Gonna, next time we do an art-related show, I think we should just have people bring their art on and we're just going to we just gonna critique and talk about it. Yeah, I got some, I got some. Uh, you know, we, we taking all art or, you know, I got logo concepts and, you know, yeah, stuff like that. that. Okay. Because, like the whole point of this, you know what I'm saying, is to to not only for content, but it's to help people grow, you know what I'm saying? And to show there's more to us. Like Cal said, love talking with all you brothers and it's putting a different light on us. I mean, I, I don't want to do just the generic same old, same old. Yeah, yeah. I want to do things that show the full scope of us, you know what I'm saying? So we can talk sports today, but next week we could talk something else all at the same right. time. So we'll we'll definitely do something like that. All right, you know I'm down for that conversation. All day. Yeah. Definitely. And appreciate you, follow Thank Inside you, Out Podcast. You. Yep. Contact us on IG at, at Inside Underscore Out Podcast. You can catch us streaming on Twitter at L Felix Media. And also the same thing on Facebook, the Inside Out Podcast. You can follow us there, catch us streaming there. And then finally, you can catch us streaming on Twitch at L Felix Media. Okay. You know what I'm saying, yeah. Got yeah, the yeah. Twitch going. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I have to throw it in there. I, ain't, I don't be on there like that because yeah. Yeah. how do you come and say, if you see the comments over here on, on YouTube, we got them racists out there every time yeah. you talk about as a black man. That's why I say I'm doing this. Yeah. We, I just got fl- flamed. They said, kill all black people. You know what I'm saying? Okay. But that's all good. Okay. They, 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 they ain't stopping nothing. Yeah, they tough on YouTube. It's all good. In, <laughs> okay. in the comment section, keep it there. You know what I'm saying? But also check us out next Saturday, Micah. 
got a special episode, you know, because October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And we all have had, I know I have some people in my life who've dealt and have been touched by breast cancer, you know, so we're doing a special special episode next Saturday with my homegirl, Mary Lou Burkhart. She's a breast cancer survivor. And my homegirl, Takiri Spencer from Clark and Lenny River, breast cancer survivor as well. And they've also taken their survival and they've turned into entrepreneurs and created um, movements for women who who have, who are dealing with it and going through it and, and after dealing with it. So we'll be talking with them next Saturday at 12, Micah. So we'll be doing that. So we'll send that out. And everybody keep on looking out for that. You know what I'm saying? It's the Inside Out Podcast. Um, man, Linton Felix, but you say for the old school who knew me on the radio, you call me Big L. You know what I'm saying? Or L Train. L Train. L Train. First Monica, Micah. Now you know, okay? L Train was my first Monica. Oh, so I want to say shout out. Thank you. Yes, L Train, man. Stop hating. Hey. Okay. Yeah, Micah, hey. one day we'll get into it. We got stories about your boy. Oh, yeah. I got oh, video I'm, I'm all ears. Oh, I got I'm video all... I'll send you. I'll send you. I'll send you the link just to look at me on, on the radio. Right. You know, on behalf of Uncle Mike, I'm Big L, aka L Train. Thanks to our man Fresco, my man Calvin Anderson, aka Queasy. Um, thank you for listening. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for watching. You know what I'm saying? Thank everybody for supporting. You know, say God bless and peace. Peace. <laughs>